Welcome in, Golden Globies. I hope you're not feasting on a, feasting on the rat soup. <laughs> oh God, we're already off to a great start. Yeah, I'm just gonna go right. Up. We brought in Mike just to black it up for us because Griff is so white. He's showing <laughs> how, how white, white he is, is he. he. <laughs> He's so white. He says drawers <laughs> instead of draw. I wrote drawers in the notes Yeah, I know. Because I'm not black enough to figure out the phonetics of, you know, writing exactly, out. which is why we bring Streetwise Mike Mullins into the picture. That's right. With that super Irish name. Yeah. Well, and you're wearing the Irish hat. Hey, the Irish are the blacks of the UK. According to uh, what Johnny Rotten? Well, hello. According to the world. According to the world. But we all have a very rich background with Mr. Rudy Ray Moore. Yes, it, we do. It, doesn't everybody? I mean, I think everybody has a story. What we're, it's like? It's like the Kennedy assassination, the nine eleven. Where were you first time you saw a Rudy Ray Moore movie? It really is. Every experience is interesting. I I remember the wallpaper, the the curtains, everything, every little trinket. I won't go into detail because that would bore everybody, but. I mean, we all have this great background with Rudy, and uh, that's a good place to start. So, who wants to go first? Mike, you're the guest. I saw Dolomite. Uh, Dolomite was actually my first black exploitation movie. Wow, that's good. What start right you, at the top? I figure you. Would, how would that keep you going? You're probably like nothing can top this. It was supposed to be Shaft uh, because my cousin was telling me about shaft and how much he loved it and we went to what's your feelings on shaft are you with us are you kind of like it's okay but it's, it's not up there like everyone that's the one everybody knows you know but it's, it's not bad but it, no it's good but it's your safe black exploitation yeah. movie it's it's, it's your, like something like a person like griff a white person like griff would enjoy right. it's, I, it's, yeah. it's gateway black exploitation yeah. wouldn't, I wouldn't offend you yeah, yeah i was like, not offended if if someone watches shaft and they're like, oh, this is too much for me. Then you know they're not black exploitation. But if like, yeah. I feel like it was missing something. Then you can go, oh, oh, have I got such wonders to show you? Oh, right. The, the, the black exploitation multiverse. That's right. right. I'm we broke it here. It. We broke it here. Yeah. The blackest verse. And uh, how old would you say you were? Uh, however old you are in seventh or eighth grade. Shit, that's like 14, oh. 15 territory. Yeah, but they uh, they didn't have Shaft, so we browsed the action section and we found Dolomite because uh, that cover was fucking awesome. And yeah. How can you not 
when you see that poster art for for Dolomite, be like, I want to watch this. Fuck, you guys were just like, look at this pimp and his bitches with him. Was it that one that's on your plex? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you were just like, this is it. And that is the original one sheet that I have for the basement. Fuck, that's incredible. Mm-hmm. So just the one where he's like shopping. doing the fist. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The picture, not the drawing. The no, it's a drawing. Okay, because uh, my first was uh, Blockbuster. Okay. Had human tornado, and I saw. I was like, "Who is this ugly motherfucker <laughs> with this?" Like, because it was like it's a picture, a picture, not a drawing of yeah. him with his fist out, like with a gold ring on it, and there's yeah. a chick like doing the Conan like pose, like oh, holding his leg. Yeah, and I, I was just like, "Man, this guy's really fucking ugly." How old were you for that? Probably same age as Mike. Yeah, so like that. 14, 15 yeah. age. Uh, so it scared me off at first. I was like, I don't know if I'm ready for this. You know, <laughs> This isn't Shaft, a, you know, clearly right. beautiful Richard Roundtree. Right. This is this is like an elderly man. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Someone's cool grandpa. Yeah. This is what's missing about all action heroes nowadays. You look at the cover, and you're just like, this isn't an action man. And then you watch, and you're like, this is a fucking action man. Yeah, but eventually I nutted up, and I fucking saw it, and it was fucking great. I think Rudy Ray would appreciate that lingo, too. Yeah. I nutted up, and <laughs> yeah. I watched Well, up. I'm from the streets, Graf, so. I mean. I know. Yeah. It's a good thing you guys are <laughs> much more of the vernacular Well, than you, I am. It's, it's, you're representing our audience, so it's good. Yes. We, our, our audience is very white. Yes. Yeah, your audience has a nice smoking jacket on and mm-hmm. a glass of cognac, mm-hmm. and they're sitting by the their uh, fireplaces like, oh, it's time for another episode of Golden Globus Theater. God, yes. Well, we do yeah. have a classy... Turn uh, down base. the stock ticker. It's interrupting <laughs> Griff's <laughs> terrible joke telling as he tries to stumble through the frog joke, which is eight lines, and I couldn't get any of them in the correct order I... or place. I guarantee you that classy son of a bitch Sosie has a stock ticker. Oh, my God. He definitely does. <laughs> Game back to Mike. All right. You saw it. Was there anything else to that story? Did you? No, that was, I saw it. And then the floodgates were open. I was like, holy shit. I'm watching. I need to see more black exploitation movies. And I, d- I went crazy. Did you go immediately to another Rudy Ray or did you expand Human out? Tornado. Okay. They okay. had Human Tornado. Uh, it was a while before I saw Disco Godfather, I want to say. Okay. I, I think it might have been. You might have let me borrow Disco Godfather because I, I never saw it at any video store. No I shit. Okay. Yeah, so you might have let me borrow Disco Godfather, well, hey. and then Petey Wheatstraw came well after because you found that big Xenon Pictures uh, Rudy Moore DVD box set. Right. And you were like, hey, they have this. It's X amount. Do you want it? I'm like, yeah, I do. <laughs> so you hooked me up with that, and I think that's when I first saw Petey Wheatstraw. Yeah. Griff, how about you? Well, you guys know my history with Dolomite and Rudy Ray Moore. Yeah. Because when I was of a ripe age of 24-something, I was skirting up to it. You know, I was trying to get close to a lady, and she was into some bad movies and everything. Quote, unquote, bad movies, of course. We use this term not around these podcast parts, but that was the idea. Obviously, these movies are all fucking gems. But I was trying to get a little bit of clout and throw some names around and everything. And I'm coming to my local comic book store. Everybody, you need a third place. That's what they call it. Work, home. You need that other place. Right. Without a third place, me and Murray would not have this show. We never would have met. 
And yeah, you're all all your life will be poorer for it. Yes. You're welcome. My whole life, why I'm here right now is because of that comic book store. And so it's through going here that I'm telling Mike and Murray, I'm like, guys, I need a I need a game plan. I am just but one man. This is a right. woman and I need help. <laughs> and you guys said, Well, Griff, if you want to get this girl, Rudy Ray is the key to her heart. And you were fucking right. That is my so most successful relationship I've had in my career of romanticism. And it's all because of you guys saying, watch Dolomite. And you right. just did the Mr. Burns finger roll tap thing. I don't know what to call that. It was weird Do- because like Tim told you to watch Dolomite. And then he walked off into the sunset and was gone for like yeah. six months. Well, you know, they call Dolomite the drawer dropper. <laughs> We're here to drop your drawer with the ladies. <laughs> I went total Hank Hill on her. Uh, I've been told this is a drawer dropper, so I'm expecting first, second, and third base tonight. And that works. That works. Wow. You got it on the first night. No. Oh, okay. I'm not telling these kind of details <laughs> on the podcast. I've told way too many details. People yeah. learn too much about me. Yeah, we could never run for office. No. But it's thanks to these guys. Rudy Ray came into my life. Oh, uh, 11, 12 years ago now, and he's oh. he's had a special place. He's an incredible man, and I actually had to ask you guys because I had never looked into the Eddie Murray. Murphy. God damn. Eddie Murray is the legendary Lions kicker. Of course he is. From the 80s. Of course he is. And then Eddie Money is the singer, singer. of, of uh, two tickets me- to paradise. paradise. Take me home tonight. Okay. Yeah, he had a lot of hits. But yeah. It's all thanks to you guys. What about we're gonna go into Eddie Murphy that one that mediocre? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, that's one of the reasons why we've kind of we went away because our very first ever black. By the way, copyright trademark Black Exploitation History Month. That's us. And our very first one, we had Disco Godfather. Right. And then when we heard the Eddie Murphy, we're fine. We're fine with it. I yeah. mean, there was a time when Eddie Murphy was funny as shit. Yeah. I was like, all right. I'm cool with it, but then we went away because everybody was going to come out of the woodwork. All of these Rudy Come Lately's yeah. that were going to do their Dolomite reviews. We're like, no, we're, we're going to do the opposite. We're yeah. going to step away. We literally said, had a discussion. We we're like, let's take a step back from Rudy. We could do right. it right now, but we don't want these fucking people. We don't want to look like we're vultures yeah. like they are. We're right. like, because we respect this if guy. If you look over your shoulder, if you look to your left above my coat rack there, I mean, it's the disco godfather looking down on us right now. Yeah. He's keeping us blessed throughout this podcast helping you keep your weight on it yeah Yeah. exactly um but i had to ask these guys like they're too beautiful all the modern actors you know even eddie murphy today yeah he he looks fine whereas rudy like you said you're window shopping and you're like fucking gnarly motherfucker one thing i learned from that movie was i didn't know rudy wore a wig he did according to the movie wow because that that, you know that was a because Rudy's wig is better than than Mario from last week's real hair. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. He, like, we actually have a the, the theme where... of this month has been turtlenecks and perms. Yes. <laughs> but yeah. I was so convinced because of the... He has a scene where he's picking yes, it. Yes, he is. And I was just like, man, Rudy is just a beautiful man. It looked, it looked good. It did. If you notice, though, he was picking it. Quite gently. <laughs> yeah. He was using just the tips. Yeah, you don't yeah. want to get stuck and then it flies okay, off. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. But I, I was really curious because I was just like, 
there's no way they could do this and make it look authentic. Everything yeah. about this is so real. It, half what, the shots are, you know, just done on location. Yeah, well, I was thinking, we me and Mike were talking about we, we both watched it when it came out, and we just forgot about it. I know uh, Wesley Snipes was in it, and I think he plays uh, Durbinville. Durville Martin. Durville Martin, the director. And I was like, like you were just saying, uh, uh, Snipes is jacked as shit. Like, he, you know, he can't play this guy right. realistically. And Durville like, you should Martin. get the, the guy who should have played. Dur- if, if I'm, I might be getting this wrong. Like, he didn't play a guy. The guy from uh, uh, Chappelle Show. Uh, Ashley Larry, oh, he should have played. Yes, uh, he would have been great. <laughs> right. Yeah, I can't. I know what you're talking about, and his yeah. name's on the tip of my tongue. But yeah, no, he would have been awesome as that. Right. In fact, I think he's done costumes of basically <laughs> Willie Green light. You know, I think he was in the Haters Ball episode, and that would have been a great. Yeah. Right, but yeah, you're right. It's just people are too pretty now. The teeth are too white. They're yeah. too jacked. They're beyond white. They're in order. You know, right? If you got to put a piece of paper up to your teeth to see if they're white enough, your teeth are white enough, right? You see those commercials, like I, I put this Kleenex up to my teeth and it's not like chill out, all right? As long as they're not yellow, we're fine. Yeah, as long as they're not yellow, we're fine. <laughs> <laughs> Don't cross yeah. that color line, <laughs> as we hear <laughs> in a rap later. Oh man! In fact, blindingly white teeth is like. It makes your teeth look fake. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the thing. All the Hollywood looks fake nowadays, whereas you go back and watch these 70s movies. We're always talking about 70 bodies. Well, this was like, technically, this is about as far from Hollywood as you can get Oh, my God. This movie. We were 100 miles away and yet 1,000 miles away from Hollywood with this movie. Because it was done in L.A., I believe. Yeah. 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 But that's the beauty of it. You could just be like, we're making a movie, man. I right. Don't give a shit if I'm not a fucking, I don't look like a fucking leading man. I'm Dolomite, motherfucker. Right. I'm going to do it. Right. But, you know, we all we've all had our movie experience, but I took it to the next level. You did. You because did. Uh, I've actually seen Rudy Ray Moore perform comedy. That's right. Actually, I told this story on our Disco Godfather episode, but I know we got some new people. Check the back catalog, people. You yeah. don't got to just start right where you started and go on. Go deep. Take a deep dive. Find your favorite movie. We've done 299 of them at yes. this point. You can find all the good ones. You right, can, Mr. No Legs. You can watch them along with us. So this is probably like mid-90s. I don't remember exact year. Right. But uh, they were having at the Magic Bag in lovely Ferndale, Michigan. Lovely Ferndale. They were having a screening of Dolomite. And then afterwards, the man himself, Rudy Ray Moore, was going to do his comedy act. How does Wig look? He didn't have a wig. He was this, bald by that. At this oh. point, I think he was wearing the full African gear. Oh, okay. Like the and the kind of, I, I can't even remember. He might have been. I, I, think, think, I, think, I think he was wearing a suit. I think we maybe all have, or I know me and Murray have it, the Thank You for Letting Me Be Me book. Yeah. And I think that's kind of his wardrobe on the cover. Yeah. Like yeah. The cheeky. Yeah, yeah the cheeky kind of look. Well, uh, okay, so we go there, and it's a mixed crowd. You got your old school black people who know him back and forth, know oh, everything, yeah. and oh, you yeah. got the fucking gentrifiers there too. You know mm-hmm. the hipster people. I'm gonna check out this black exploitation stuff. Exactly. Isn't it so crazy? Exactly. And then you got me. I was there with my sister and my friend Doug. Now, Doug's a cool guy, but looking at him, he kind of gives off a Griff vibe, like super white guy. <laughs> you know, he's got glasses. He's very clean cut, well dressed. And so we go, we sit down. Clearly wearing cotton drawers. 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 So 
All right, so first we're going to see Dolomite. So we we, were there, we watched Dolomite, and like two uh, white girls walk in, very Swifties, I would call them now, proto-Swifties. Like, Swifty wasn't around at the time. Proto-Swifty, that's my new speed Like, they're probably Swift the moms band. of Swifties yeah, at I'm, this point. I'm going to start a new speed punk band called Proto-Swifties. And they were offended by all the bitches and whatnot. Oh, yeah. And they yeah. walked out. Strong. What were you expecting? I, it's just like go watch any old movie. There's a lot of everybody in black exploitation either a pimp or a pusher. Yeah, it's just the way it is. Strong language right. all around, and so we're like good riddance. First of all, so then okay, the movie ends, and there's a little intermission, and then a guy comes out like some kind of Simbad Junior guy who was just gonna warm up the crowd for yes, of course. So he Fluffer. does he does his act, and he's all right. Had a chick come out dressed like Tina Turner. She was doing a Tina Turner act, rolling on a river and yeah, all that yeah, shit. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he came prepared, Rudy Ray. Okay. Building, building. Building, yeah. And then the man of the hour, the Tower of Power, too sweet to ever, to ever be sour, Mr. Rudy Ray Moore emerges. And he goes right into it. The fucking ABCs of sex. He's got a rhyme, by the way. Rudy Mark did invent hip hop and rap. Yes, we'll, we'll gonna, prove that when we get into this. We'll movie. explore it all throughout. He's the godfather of disco and rap. People. If we if we're making good time, I'll get I'll get the full bits in there. But we'll see. Yes, uh, it sh- they should have been a sequel, avenging uh, rap godfather. There we go, hip hop godfather. And he's just like, call it out. And everyone's like, B. And then he's just. Rips out, and he's as he's doing, he's going because uh, I don't think it's this way now. But at the time, uh, the Magic Bag was originally it was a movie theater, so it was mm. seating like an old school movie theater, like just slant. You know, yeah. there's an aisle right down the middle. Okay, yeah. And yeah. he's going up the aisle, and my friend Doug's right on the, the aisle seat. I'm like, he's gonna rip on him. He's gonna rip on because you gotta rip on the white guy in the audience. Yeah, and he would go up and get right up on him. And then he would go right back. He would turn around. I was like, I was like, oh shit! I, I was waiting for it. I would have been sweating. I would have been <laughs> yes. like nervous in the belly. Like I, I might have to take some diarrhea right about now. <laughs> I'm, my cotton drawers are getting a little sweaty here. And then, and then the black people were like, it was like Def Comedy Jam. They were loving it, freaking out, yeah. you know. And and then he just, he did, yeah, I think he did the signifying monkey routine. Of course, he did all the greatest hits. Guys, we're killing live experiences. Yeah, people will not. Why? Well, I, 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 at the time, I, I didn't. There were no cell phones, but I did have my telephone. I was just pointing it at him. You, you did? Know? Yeah. He, he had his rotary phone. I, his I, flip phone. I, I had a camcorder on my shoulder, and I'm like <laughs> filming it all. He, he had the candlestick phone from the 20s. Hello, hello. <laughs> Get this. Rudy Ray Moore does the ABCs of sex. Oh my god! And a good time was had by all. Group. That's so. Except the two white women who walked out. Yeah, and they just they. It's their fault. They, they might have been their... true Ferndale people, probably. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I'm I'm sad that you guys never got to experience that because, uh, spoil alert, Reray's no longer with us. Oh, but, sorry, everybody. You know, it was a great great time was had by all. And uh, obviously, I don't know why I didn't get an autograph though, because he was giving autographs. I think I was just being cheap that day. I don't know. I, but... I, it might have been that. Um, I I don't think we ever thought like these things would go away though. Yeah, yeah. There's there's just that. Which feeling. is why people don't wait. Don't go. I'll see the guys next time they're in town. Cause you never know if they're ever going to be in town. I again. almost missed my chance with Roddy Piper by doing that. Oh, I, that that's that's one of my biggest regrets, Griff. Because I fucked my back up, well, and I was just I'm like, Mike. I was like, he'll. <laughs> 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 that's my second greatest regret: messing your name up. Oh God. Uh yeah, I was going to be there too, but I fucked my back up, and I was like, oh, he'll be back. 
know, and then lo and behold, he died like six months later or yeah. something like that. Yeah. The last few shows I bought tickets to, like my car broke down. I haven't been able to find a concert in months. It's been so long since I've gone to concert. Yeah. It's live shows impossible, especially if you're up here in the Midwest. Good fucking. Luck. Well, no one comes here anymore. Yeah, exactly. Good They're, fucking. They luck. all started going to like Grand Rapids. Right. Detroit is finally, finally in our lifetimes making a comeback. Like shit's being built in Detroit now. Is that the ghost town it was when we were kids? Yeah, especially. And yeah. nobody's coming to fucking Detroit right. anymore. It sucks. Everything sucks about it, but nothing sucks about Rudy Ray more, except his ladies. I, th- I thought they were all very nice people. They but look no, like he, very fine ladies. He's and being literal in the sense of suck. Yeah. They are women of the night. Yeah. Oh, okay. They, uh. they're, they're into pleasuring, and they know many ways to pleasure. Uh, but, Murray, I was trying to get you to pick it up. Go to the oh, trailer. the trailer? Yeah, okay. Trailer. Well, everybody, I hope this movie's black enough for you. It was, way too, it was too black for Griff. Get ready for this trailer for Dolomite, motherfucker. Damn, look like my women is on time. Babe, I could show warm you up. No shit, baby. I can dig it. Dolomite is my name, and fucking up motherfuckers is my game. Breathing down your neck. Damn! Damn! Girl, this motherfucker's got rhythm, haven't you? <laughs> I've got an all-girl army that knows what to do. They'll box as hell and practice kung fu. I put my finger in the ground and turn the whole world around. You know, you're still the best man that I know in bed. I'm waiting for Dolomite. For who? Dolomite, motherfucker, you. And tell him I want him out of here in 24 hours. And 23 of them are already gone. God damn, mama, this show is a spooky joint. Yes, I'm Dolomite. I'm the one that killed Monday, whooped Tuesday, put Wednesday in the hospital. Called up Thursday to tell Friday not to bury Saturday on Sunday. I'm the one that had the elephants roosting in trees and all the ants wearing BVD. From the first to the last, I give them the blast so fast that their life is passed before their ass has even hit the grass. See me uptown, downtown, crowned and renowned. Delayed, relayed, mislaid, and parlayed. Hatch, match, snatched, and scratched. Whack, jack, smack, crack, boot black, blackjack, racetrack, and flapjack, and still coming back. If you crave satisfaction, this is the place to find that action. Coming to this theater as this next attraction is the picture that will put you in traction. Dolomite, starring me. Rudy Ray Moore as Dolomite, and that bad Durville Martin as Willie Green. Dolomite. Dolomite. All right, we're opening up in prison. Yeah. 
Two year sentence. Well, I, he's got a longer sentence than that, but he's in year it two. He's been in for two years. Yes. Just sitting up on his uh, bunk bed. You know, we've all seen the prison cell. It's small. You got a bunk mate. You got the little toilet in the open. You can't but it, was very, it was very spacious because they had a bunch it, of guys. It, it, was, was, it was all a bunch of bunk beds. It was spacious, you know, yeah. Prison overcrowding. We know what it's about. All right. He's like playing cards with his boys, just doing his time. Right, exactly. Not letting the time do him. Exactly. He's just thinking about all the fucking rhymes because, come on, think about that. You're in solitary, not solitary confinement, but you're confined. You're just thinking about all these poems, raps, all these lines. He's venting rap as we speak. Bars. Yes. Spitting fire. Yeah. I got to get new blinds here, boys. (laughs) (laughs) Getting rough. And a nerdy <laughs> white guy comes in and goes, Dolomite. Because everyone calls him Dolomite in this movie. Grab your cotton drawers. We got to talk to you. <laughs> the warden wants to talk to you. And then Dolomite's like, what does that rat soup eating hunky motherfucker want with me? So the thing that you got to know when you're watching a Rudy Ray is his uh, jousting, his verbal uh, 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 just hatred always escalates at the end there. There's a crescendo, if you will. Yeah, he kind of starts in with the mumbly spice melange and works his way up to rat soupy and motherfucker. When he comes up with a good zinger, he uses it a lot. What what movie was it where we had our motherfucker motherfucker character? Uh, That was Lionheart. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's Lionheart. And I'm glad you brought up Lionheart because I've known this about all great martial artists their waistline goes to their nipples. Yeah. Because Rudy Ray, excuse me, Dolomite, is wearing his pants straight up. He, he's he got straight up to his nipples. He's yeah. wearing, and he's, it's I not, mean, I guess it's supposed to be this way, not be flattering, because his outfit, he's in prison after all. He's wearing some blue jeans. Yes. And like a, a, a blue shirt. shirt. Yeah. And That's why very, I wear this one. Very Hank Hill ass going on with Rudy Ray. <laughs> yeah. He's got the. Not flattering. Again, we're always like, people try to say the dad bod is in nowadays. And he's got the dad bod. He's got yeah. a big gut. And that yeah. takes away from anything you might have going on on the backside. Because the, the way he's wearing his pants, he's got to pull the waistline away. He's doing it all wrong. That's all I'm yeah. saying. But maybe that's the thing. He's like showing how fucking prison's wearing on him. Right. You know? Yeah, maybe he Literally was. wearing on him. Wearing on him. Yeah. I see what you did. So he's brought to the warden, and the warden's like, Dolomite. Good to see everyone calls him Dolomite. Show respect. Queen Bee is here. She's got some new evidence she showed me. Right. I love I, how the warden introduced, like, do you know Queen Bee? Like, he's legitimately asking questions. Like, I don't, I don't know if you guys have met. It's like, yeah. He's not trying to be bitch. racist, okay? That's Assuming good, that all black people know each other. That's a very good point. He is trying to do that. By the way, they do all know each other. And they're all cousins, by the way. <laughs> you guys know what a play cousin is? A what? A play cousin. Oh, my God. Where are you about? I'm going to teach you, you you honkies out there, you rat soup eating honkies. I know you, you got your bowl of rat soup out as you're eating, <laughs> listening. So about the streets. Play cousin. A play cousin is... Because when you meet black people, they literally would be like, oh, that's my cousin. And they're like, wait, no, they're not. It's like, well, technically they're not. It's my play cousin. Play cousin mm. is somebody who's close enough to you as to be family. Mm-hmm. Play cousin. Okay. So play cousin. Add like that to that. your glossary, people. I like that. Yeah. So. <laughs> Queen Bee. Queen Bee, she's like crying. She's like Dolomite. Because you know, she's been running the show since Dolomite. He still kept his hose. Right. We don't know everything about it, but Queen Bee. 
judging by her name. By the way, Beyonce, you're totally stealing this name. People have just decided Dolomite's Queen Bee is no longer relevant and giving Queen Bee to Beyonce. Do you guys know this? And those people are dead wrong. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Beyonce's a thief. And I'm going to go ahead and say this. Jay-Z, you're pushing it. You're out there going, Queen Bee deserved this. Queen Bee is probably not with us anymore. Probably not. Probably not. Probably got the sugar. She <laughs> she probably got the sugar. Uh, but yeah, she is. <laughs> she is pushing for him. She's out there doing the evidence. She's out there doing the cops work because right. as we know. She would have an award-winning podcast on right now. Thank you. Absolutely. Oh, my God. If only we had Queen Bee's story of getting Dolomite out of prison, we would be the true crime podcast of the century. She's trying to solve the murder of Jimmy Ray Moore, who we'll get into in a moment. Isn't that a song? Are you so Dolomite I, and the, and like the the uh, Warden, great white diction. Everything's clipped. He right. He's, He's like, got his cotton drawer. Dolomite, on. you are in here for. And then we go down the rap sheet. Why? Because we're like, why is this guy in jail? Right. He's Could, so lovable. He's just playing solitaire. He's working on bars. Mom's spaghetti. Yeah, that was his line originally. <laughs> He got busted with a half a million in narcotics and several furs. Several furs. <laughs> Dolomite, are you a betting man? And then we go. Now we got to see how this guy got framed. Right. So Dolomite, he's just at his house. Of course, his Cadillac is out. By the way, Dolomite had a different car in every scene. Did you yes, he did. That? <laughs> five thousand outfits, five thousand cars. Yeah, right. But they're all Cadillacs. All Cadillacs. Different colors, and so he's got he's using the white one this day. So it's out in the driveway. He's getting ready to go to work. Like all, we're all working stiff here. Even a pimp is a working stiff, right? You could tell that it was probably about you know ten a.m. and that makes people jealous, especially back in the seventies. If you're waking up at the butt crack of ten a.m. to go to your work instead of six, but they don't know how he goes deep into the night working. All right. right. They don't respect people who have different lifestyles. Dolomite works twenty two hour days, man. Yeah, it never stops with him. And twenty one of them are already up, right? Yeah. So the honkies are already setting up the sting. Like, I go, go by the windows, you two right there, right? Because we see the two, the most evilest honky, Mitchell. Yeah, I, I hated this because he says, "Hide up in the tree." Black people can't look up. What the fuck is that? I don't know. Sounds like somebody, something somebody says drawers would say. <laughs> <laughs> So Dolomite, of course, he's probably used to this his whole life being it's called being a black man in America. Exactly, he took this in stride because he's just going to his car. He's got his keys out. He's got his coffee. All the white women are identifying right got now. His like Stanley, yeah, he's got a Stanley uh, mug. He's <laughs> sipping off the straw, which I I didn't he's know. He's got the new re-recorded Taylor Swift CD ready to pop in. That I player. heard him. It's me. It's me. I'm the problem, and he was trying to funk it up. He's like, "How can I rewrite this for her? Because it's awful, but I can make it good." No, he he's the go- he was the ghostwriter for her. She found old Rudy Ray lyrics, just uh, and then she demo tapes she and everything. It for right. America. It was too funky. She's like, "Get the organ out, take the bass out, uh, just acoustic guitar, C C string, banjo." Yep, little banjo in there. So he's just like, "What?" Do you want, you know, he's very clipped too with his speaking. He's yes. Very, like he wants, he enunciates. Got to give it up. Whenever to him. he sees a rat soup eating honky motherfucker, he's just immediately annoyed. Yeah. Like, his cadence, every time he sees a white person, he's like, 
What the fuck do you want, man? But he makes no sudden movements. He cuts up his dialogue, you know, his, his speech in a way that people can understand him so he doesn't get any kind of, you know. Because right. white cops especially, they're like, oh, that was a threat. We get to murder right. you now. Yeah. yeah. White cops love their hard R's. Oh, oh they sure do. Oh, it, that's, that's the only hard R that rolls off their tongue. Right. So they're like, open up your trunk. Man, what is this? I know my rights. Opens it up. All three of them. Se- three. Several furs, narcotics. Oh, just and they have to pilfer through. They like this man's griff technique. I gotta say, it was through the roof. It was great. Like you, it was like the three card Monty situation where you're shuffling the card. He was doing a great job. So he probably of course he was because he's the one who put it there. Yeah, of course. Man, that shit isn't mine. Again, he was caught with half a million. Yeah. In 70s money, Murray, go ahead and do the translations. $12 billion. $12 billion. And it fit in a trunk. With, wow. with several furs. Not just yeah. one or two, several. And it fit in sandwich bags. And I, I know 70s sandwiches used to be bigger. Yeah, everything was bigger. But still, sandwich bags. What is several? Would you say between four and nine? Like less than ten, dozen, than under three? a dozen, like yeah, under a dozen? anything above more than three, yeah, less than a dozen, more okay. than three, less than a, so yeah. guys, you're welcome. And yeah. then thirteen's got its own special number, Baker's dozen, which is incredible. I love yeah. that. I love yeah. that for the Bakers. <laughs> so a fight breaks out as <laughs> every week, every week, <laughs> a fight breaks out. <laughs> And we get some amazing uh, karate uh, stuff from. <laughs> this looks like this fight. They were like, he, invent- it. he invented the Matrix <laughs> slow motion fighting without all the technology. Yeah, this looks like when stunt people are laying out the fight, they're going so slow. Yeah. <laughs> all, right. all right. So then we're going to do this, this. We'll transition to this. And they're yeah, not touching, that all too, which yeah. also was in this. <laughs> Which is awesome. <laughs> well, you can't touch in prison, so maybe he's just still right. got prison on the brain. But he does a nice thing. He kicks one guy. The guy falls into the trunk. Yeah, because they're going to arrest him. He says, yeah. fuck that. I'm fighting. Right. You're going to have to take me. Yeah. <laughs> and that's when this fight breaks out. If you know him, sweet Stan. A lot of sweet Stan kicks going on around here. Yeah. Round how- so imagine this, audience. I don't know. How tall is Rudy Ray? I don't know. He's probably average. Larger right? than life. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know what? Yeah, he's larger than life. So he's doing this fucking sweet roundhouse kick, but he can't get the leg over like his own hip. Is it him or is it a stunt double? Because we do see a stunt double appear. In I this. know the fight I was I asking. You I guys, thought this, this was one him. was him. Yeah. yeah, the fight I was asking you guys about was clearly yeah. a stunt. Because no kick got above the waistline. Yeah, which and is this, technically a sweet stand kick. It is a sweet stand. When you yeah. are sweet stand is six four, <laughs> two hundred fifty pounds, all American Florida coast. Also wore a wig, um, and he could never get that kick above a waistline. And people were smaller than him because never. that's called getting heat, Griff. That's called getting heat. And so he he, he handles these honkies like nobody's business, like nobody's business. And then one guy rolls up, Mitchell, Mitchell, the dirtiest cop in L.A. Oh, and they they finally get control. I mean, it's like twelve guys, but they finally get control of Dolomite. And he mockingly pats Dolomite on his belly. Boy, I got you here. Okay, guys, I'm sorry. A lot of boys get thrown around. Right. There's even a look boy, which mm-hmm. is 
you know about look man. Right. Look boy. Yeah, Are you we, kidding me? That's, that's the opposite of a look man. If you're not going to roll out the hard R, a look boy is pretty much number right. two. I got your boy hanging, you no business, bald, insecure, junkyard motherfucker! The crescendo. Crescendo. Murray's got it. You see? And just for the listeners at home, during that line delivery, Tim's hair grew into a beautiful afro. Yep. His clothes turned into something I'm, by Dolomite Designs. He, I'm picking it right he, now with my fro pick with the black power fist. He fully transitioned here. into the second uh, coming of Dolomite right, right. Sure. It, His mustache Jekyll. grew back in. It's a Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah, it's a little bit. A little bit. And what so, are you drinking there today? Dolomite. <laughs> Dolomite. <laughs> yes. That is my street name. Yeah, Dolomite. Oh, hey, man. I've walked the streets uh, of Pontiac, and, and I always. Yeah, Dol- Dolomite dropped his new episode, and I'm just like, yeah, I know. I'm his partner. And they're like, no, you're not. They make you tell a rhyme to prove it. You're like, uh, my name is. He said he Pro- prove it. Say drawers. <laughs> the drawers. Oh, he said it. Drawers. Yeah, they, there was $5 on it. Yeah. <laughs> so they subdue him. They handcuff him. And they're ready to take him away. Mitchell's walking to his own car because, you know, he's going to have his lackeys take uh, Rudy away. Dolomite away. And so Mitchell returns to his car and we see he's he's got somebody in his back seat. Yeah. And we're like, this is this is a cool looking motherfucker too. Right. We don't know who he is yet, but this is will turn out to be uh Dolomite's nemesis throughout the movie, Willie Green. That's right. Played by Derville Martin, who is black exploitation Royalty. Royalty. He was in a lot of stuff with Fred Williamson. He was in. I just watched Hell Up in Harlem the other day. Yeah. He was in that. Hell Up in Harlem. Uh, he was in Sheba Baby. He was in um, Black Caesar. I was mm. he in Hammer. Sure. I don't know if he was in Hammer, but he was in the uh, Black Charlie trilogy, which is great if you can find it. But most people can't. Uh, we can't or, find it under that name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there was a big argument. Very folks. interesting. Vaguely uh, Yosemite Sam-esque mustache. Like, he has the ends kind of go over the lip. Again, he was who I I was thinking of with the whole Eddie Murphy situation uh, and his modern movie. Because I was just like, that man has a look. But that's the guy you were saying. uh, Ashley Larry. Ashley Larry should play. And if he could grow a mustache, I mean, they could put a mustache on him. He would look really good in that. Yeah. Yeah. So he's in cahoots with Mitchell. The second, the number two pimp in the town. Let's celebrate. Go back to the present. And the warden's like, look, Mr. Dolomite. I got to admit, since you've been locked up, crime has tripled. Tripled. Drug trafficking through the roof. It used to be just a nice place where you could get, get your dick sucked. Now people are sucking dick to pay for their drug money. There's no order. There's no order anymore. You chaos. We're running this town perfectly. We need you. And then we cut over to Queen Bee, who yeah. may have been on the set or may have been somewhere <laughs> in space. Right. Because we just get a close up. We see her fake eyelashes. We see tears rolling down her face. Queen, the uh, Dolama, I got some really bad news for you. Jimmy, your nephew. Because we don't know who the fuck Jimmy is, so she has to spell He's it out. He's the brother of Bucky, his nephew from Disco Godfather. Right, okay, of course. Who got strung out on PCP. All of his nephews, cousins, just, they fall ill. Yeah. They, it can well, this it. might be his play nephew, but... Because yeah. Dolomite is their rock. 
And yeah. he's been in jail. It, he's trying to bring awareness. Like, now all of a sudden, white people are like, wait, my family members are dying to painkillers. What's going on? And if you've been watching black exploitation movies, we've learned that it hits the people you least expect. Yeah. You never know. So that's why you got to be close. You got to have a tight knit With- local community, not mm-hmm. internet community. It takes a village. I love our internet friends, but. It takes a village. It takes a village. Yeah. And I also want to point out, this is a theme throughout Rudy Raymore. He's all for hoeing, pimping out bitches, but not on drugs. Yeah. He's very much just say no. He actually inspired Nancy Reagan to do the just say no program. Hoeing is a victimless crime. Exactly. Yeah. He, uh, if the hoes are doing it willingly. At the end of the day, <laughs> at the you. end of the day, we're all paying for it. All right. This is just more honest. Honest. It's the oldest profession. Dolomite would get along with Samurai Cop because he is an honest businessman. Right. He puts it right up front there. You know, he's willing. And he's against fucking putting drugs on the streets. Right. You don't see him slapping his fucking girls around. They doesn't need to. He doesn't need to. Like, they're making the money. He's getting them tested and everything. He's he's got a safe environment for everybody. Right. Without drugs. He's one of the good ones as far as pimps go. Now, Murray, I know you said you wanted to do this earlier off mic. Did you still want to do this so early? Because you just said the key word there, our Pee Wee Herman word of the day. Well, it helps that there's very few white people in this movie. Okay. And Sorry, I, Mike, we didn't consult you on this Yeah, movie. I think you're going to agree with us, though, too. Yeah. The warden's got to be one of the good ones, because he's less uh, Dolomite out of prison. Yeah, I would agree. Because okay. every, every other white, white guy is a dirty cop. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... Well, there is one white guy... Drinking out of a, a, a liquor bottle in a paper bag. Yes, who's enjoying yes. the rap later on. That he was, might be a candidate. That was that was going to be my only candidate until I was like, I guess the warden <laughs> was kind of cool because he was just like, look, we don't want to solve your crime, so you can actually leave prison, solve your own crime. You might get killed. The warden was big enough to realize, look, man. The law hates We you. made a mistake. Right. You were keeping shit straight out here. Yeah. Doing a better job than we could. Yeah. So, yeah, right. I'd say he's a strong right. candidate for one of the good okay. ones. Okay. Well, well, we learned Jimmy's backstory. We have a very, very, like, five-second flashback. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Virtually unnecessary, if you ask me. <laughs> it's a tight <laughs> shot of, uh, you know, just some high school kids walking along a brick background. It's supposed to be their school. Right. They're walking home from school because they didn't want to deal drugs. And they got shot and killed. Jimmy got shot. Reggie got shot. So the warden's like, look. Oh, damn, Reggie got shot. <laughs> look, man. He put some respect on it. He said, boy. He said, man. Dolomite, we're going to set you loose. You're going to clean this city back up. And you're going to get vengeance for your, your nephew, Jimmy. Now, this is why I told you it's a gambler's game. Because I can't. Willie died. Or Willie Green's out there. He wants to take a cut of you. Like, you got all these enemies out there. But we got four people that know about you, and one of them is your ally, but I can't tell you who that is. The governor's on your side. I'm on your side. There's Queen B, and then an FBI agent. Yeah. Could be Dale Cooper, for all we know. Yeah, Your liaison, which you never meet until basically near the end of the movie. Yes, exactly. But, yes. So it's like, by the way, Dolomite, have you heard of the new guy running town, uh, Mr. Willie Green? Some say he's the baddest motherfucker in the world. 
And then we go right into the credits, and we get another classic fuck. We open that fucking episode with this song. We learn everything we need to know about Dolomite. Right. He was a mystery. Now he is my uncle, in essence. I don't remember if we got the Willie Green part in the like individual track. So I might have just put that in there for everybody to experience because he does say, Willie Green, that motherfucker thinks he's a hard-ass motherfucker. I'm the motherfucker. So I might have put that in there. Some folks say that Willie Green was the baddest motherfucker the world ever seen. But I want you to hold on to your seat. Hold on to them tight. Because you now get ready to see the story of me. Yes, me. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Was that no. okay? Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> you're, d- you're doing great, sweetie. You're testy. <laughs> I was trying to bring it up. Dolomite's released, and they give him some nerdy-ass fucking cotton drawl-ass <laughs> drawers, I'm sorry, outfit. Uh, Dolomite, here's your prison-issued uh, suit and cotton drawers. Uh, you'll notice that they've been... Starched and pressed. <laughs> so you know what happened is Muff when they bowl. when they arrested him and confiscated his pimp outfit, one of those hunkies stole it. Of course they did. Of course. Tried. There should if this is a modern movie and they had more film to burn, there would have been a scene of just a random security guard leaving his shift, going to a bar and a dolomite design. Looking awful. Because yeah. guys, we haven't even said that word yet. Dolomite design. Designs by Dolomite. See, when you're talking Dolomite design, you actually start high and end low. So, a Cadillac, of course, rolls up with all his ladies in it. Seven, well, this is, this is a 70s car, so it's the size of a boat. 74 different women in this car. And one of them he doesn't recognize because Queen Bee's still, she's been working the streets, f- refreshing the, you know. It's like a good franchise. Rotating that stock, man. Right. right. When you have an established business, and overall, that's all he is. It's just a great businessman. You, you're not relying on one piece, next man up, or should I say, very progressive, next woman up. Because Queen Bee is handling things. Right. And this rookie they got. I'm not going to say her name because you're going to say oh, you right. said that wrong. Straight from the Windy City of Chicago. That's why they call her Shy, or as Griff would call her, Chai. Chai. Because he, he likes his tea. And Ro- Dolomite likes what he's saying. He's like, I hope you ain't as cold as the Windy City because the way I feel, I could sure warm you up. And then a blue white chick says, no shit, baby. So well, she is not one of the good ones. That line reading pissed me <laughs> off. It was a rough ride. Oh. So Dolomite, he is so offended by his starchy ass, mothballed, rat soupy, and motherfucking prison clothes. He's stripping down to his undies right here right. in the parking lot. Prisoners are lining up at the pearly gates. Wait, the the grim gates. Excuse me, I got carried away there. Uh, and they're just, they're hooting and hollering because all these, uh, prostitutes are getting on their skimpy outfits, fucking Dolomite's in his underwear here. And the guards are looking disgusted. This right. is, of course, disgusted why Disgusted every- or jealous. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The one guy who was, he's like, oh my God, I want that design. I want that Dolomite. Look at that. Trim. Look at that I think it, I think it was the white bitch. She hands, um... Some cotton drawers. Yes, this is why Murray's making fun of me because in the notes I wrote, <laughs> somebody had Dolomite cotton 
drawers. <laughs> and he's like, no, motherfucker. Well, he says it himself, bitch, I don't wear no cotton drawers and throws them. I think he throws them at one of the guards, doesn't he? <laughs> I, I don't he, remember where I he I think it lands on the guard's face or something. On his gun. He had the fucking rifle and it lands no, right at the tip. I think he threw them back in the car because he throws the prison suit yeah. at the guard. <laughs> You motherfuckers can keep this. And he's like, you'll be back, Dolomite. We're, we're going to hang on to this for you because you're going to be back. So he dons his powder blue and white with mm. gigantic lapels. Oh, giant lapels these everywhere. La- <laughs> you could surf on these lapels. Uh, the, 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 the crazy lapels were when he was in his disguise, which we'll get to later. Yeah. Oh, my God. But yes. These are, pr- these are oh. like standard 70s lapels. Yeah. And a bow tie and a hat. Of course. Big bow tie. You know, our friend Pigeon, who, of course, didn't realize it, but he was taken after Dolomite. He wears the tiny bow tie. Dolomite's bow tie is fucking enormous. And so anyone that's ever worn a three-piece suit knows how annoying it is to put that on. Mm -hmm. And he gets dressed, gets in the car, and then immediately gets undressed. <laughs> oh, he doesn't get undressed. <laughs> yeah, they undress him. Oh yeah, they can't wait. He's, oh he my can, god, he can make it back to the whole abode, but he's there. They got. They see that meat. They just jump on it. Yeah, like two years, Mike. Yeah, that's true. That's true. No conjugal visits for Dolomite. That's the fascinating part. Like when I was thinking about this movie, I was just like, this motherfucker's been in prison for two years. Probably hasn't got any conjugal visits or anything like that. Right. He gets and out. You know he ain't gay for this day, so he hasn't had shit. He's got this new girl, Shy, who clearly is all about the guy. His pictures are probably she, yeah, all over his house. She's heard so much about him. Exactly. She can't wait to figure him out. Figure out his dimensions. She's on her, you know, hands and knees. Like, is it four inches from the ground or two inches from the ground? And his first concern is, I got to get new clothes on. Right. That, He's got to feel the luxury of that silk. That's where his right. mind's at. And then after he feels right in his outfit, he's right. like, okay, now I can be undressed. <laughs> right. Now I'm ready to fuck. And now by, I feel like myself. And he's not even like, I'm going to fuck you. It's just like, take me, ladies. I'm tired. I've been right. in prison for two years. Just take me. Right. And take him, they do. They take him to funky town. They're ripping his shirt open. Buttons are flying everywhere. They're licking nips. As soon as they drive off the, from the gates, a fucking car full of honkies fucking immediately start following. That's right. That's right. Black man leaves prison. Immediately, honkies following them. Why do you think recidivism? What's that word? Recidivism? Recidivism? Yeah. Recidivism. Recidivism? Why do you think it's so high? It's because as soon as a black man leaves prison, white man's following to put him right back right. in. I'm just yep. looking, waiting. They're just Waiting to put and their weight on it. His dolomite senses start tangling. He feels he's like, oh shit, those motherfuckers are following. Ladies, pull over up here. All right. They hand him his, his Tommy gun, and he's like, all right, I'm going to hide. You stay here. <laughs> and he hides out on the side of the road. The only thing this is missing, and I'm sorry if you didn't watch uh, this movie, Dangerous Men, is the John S. Rad. Boop, boom, bam. Oh yeah, that's right. You did. You did comment that that was a Sega Genesis song. Yeah, that 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 track would have fit in here with Dolomite's scheme. The Toe Jam and Earl. Yeah, because he get it is totally a John S. Rad maneuver. It's the girl on the side of the road. Right. So the guy, the the honky car pulls over, and they get out. Where is he? Breathing down your neck, 
motherfucker. And then fucking uh, Dolomite appears with his Tommy gun. Right. And fucking murders almost all of them. Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. Right. <laughs> Just goes nuts. So one is left alive. Because he wants to see a white man dance. And this guy, I don't know where they found this fucking guy, but he's like, he's making him dance. He's like, this motherfucker's got rhythm. He's like, yeah, rhythm, (laughs) rhythm. (laughs) Dance, motherfucker, dance. Oh, my God. And then he shoots the guy. And yeah. it's not enough. He's like, I think it was shy that pulled out the three blade. No, oh. it, it's this other woman. It's a, it's. She's probably just called Razor because that's her yeah. t- tool. Ooh, He's I like, like that. Help me, help me. <laughs> She's like, uh, let me help him, Dolomite. And she just cuts the dick off. That's right. That's what we're left to the assume because it's off camera. But fuck, man, his girls, as we'll learn later, are fucking ruthless. Well, they've been trained well. Right, two years. He's been in the prison just playing solitaire. They've been at home training. Mm-hmm. All right, now we finally get to the hoe abode. Beautiful, tasteful. You know, Trump wishes he had the taste of Dolomite. You would think a guy living where he lives and the community he's living in and everything would, you know, just... Uh, you're right. Trump, the Dolomite shoe. The Dolomite shoe. Everybody would be buying. Whereas the Trump shoe, everyone's like, this fucking guy, who does he think he is? Have you seen this shoe? Yes, it's ugly. Exactly. The Dolomite design shoe, they wouldn't be able to keep it off the shelves. Right. Wait. They wouldn't be able to keep it on the shelves. Yeah. Did that backwards. <laughs> so Dolomite, of course, when you're, you're lounging, he's in his lounging outfit. He's got to get in a new suit. Every. This is the incredible part. It's a, it's a low-budget movie. They probably spent like... Under a hundred thousand in those months. Well, that I I took that from Dolomite. Anytime I walk into a different room of my house, I change into a new outfit. Right. This is a fascinating. The only way to do it. I told I told Murray already that I watched soccer over your house this morning. So Murray, at one point, Mike's like, I have to go to use the restroom, and he got up, and I heard him go to the other room, close the door, put on a whole new outfit. Then I heard him go upstairs, yeah. use the restroom, back into the other room, change his outfit. It, it's called a pee outfit, Griff. We all. You don't do that. Well, you, you know you about me. I don't even close my door. Walking around clothes. I pee in my. Oh my god! There's so much to learn. See, you guys taught me about Rudy Ray. You have much to teach me about uh, uh, bathroom clothes. Well, this is this is called, this is called street knowledge. We're street gonna, knowledge. We're laying it down for all our our white listeners, Shit. which is everybody. Right. So he's dark yellow shirt, brown pants. Matching bow tie. Undone. This, he's, he's, he's in the process of getting this. Is, yeah, this is the one where he keeps it undone, which I thought Wayne Coyne of the Flaming Lips invented that look. But no, Dolomite. Dolomite did it. He's done everything. Dude, right. So many white people have taken from Dolomite. Right. So Queen Bee is letting, he's getting up to speed about what's going on. She's like, look, Dolomite. Willie Green was behind that assassination attempt. Uh, Pinky, one of your, your best bitches. She split. She's with Willie Green now. Even yeah. though they call her Peggy in this scene for some reason. <laughs> it is Pinky. All right. Learn later on. Because he's trying to ask. He's trying to. He's thinking back two years ago. Oh, yeah. Matthew Stafford was the quarterback of the line. Oh, no. He's gone. He got traded for Jared Goff. Jared Goff! Pinky's gone. That's the point. It's like everything he thought was an established fact of his business cut right out underneath. But not though. only that, the worst thing. 
his club was bought by Willie Green. Yeah. Not even bought. It was stolen. He's like Queen. And that's the thing that's keeping the community together. Right. The Dolomite total experience. He's telling Queen B, he's like, you know what? Pinky's tough loss, but it's okay because I got my club. I got big ideas. I was in prison. I was coming up with bars, coming up with dance routines. I'm coming up with all this shit. Uh, I'm sorry. Dolomite. Dolly, as Queen B would call him. Dolly. Dolly, I'm sorry. I got to cut you off here. We don't own the club anymore. In fact, we don't just not own it. We owe them 50000 Willie Green. Why do they owe... Like, Willie Green stole their club. It's like, oh, by the way, you owe me fifty k. Yeah. What, what's up with that? I don't know. Is it some kind of protection fee? She wanted you to scratch her butt, and you didn't. Oh. I, yeah. I, I thought she wanted... Not Queen B. We're talking about a Dolomil. <laughs> she, was lo- she was looking at me, and I heard a Sarah McLachlan song, like, you're not giving me more treats. <laughs> I'm starving over here. That's okay. We also learned that Dirty Cop Mitchell, the guy who's responsible for putting Dolomite in jail, and his partner, White, perfect name for a fucking hunky-ass cop, have been harassing the girls and finding them constantly. It was white. That's why they need. That's why they're down by fifty uh, k, because they keep finding the girls for fucking you know doing their job. Oh, okay. Yeah, his partner's in white. Oh, the guy that looks like Will Ferrell. Oh, I I heard Mike. No, it was white. So Mitch and Mike comes up in my notes. It was, oh, okay. yeah. Because that I told Murray already. Again, this is new to you. I looked up the script when I was doing the notes for this movie. Okay. And I thought it was the legit script because the lines were so one-to-one. And Murray's like, no, you you and whoever did these aren't black enough because you're wrong about they it They so actually much. said no business bond insecure. Yeah. Like it's a business bond and or something. I, like, I got I, I If Rudy Ray was yelling these things at me in the Rudy Ray way, I would cry and piss myself and curl up in the <laughs> fertile position because I would be terrified. So she's like, look, man, <laughs> you need to look at Creeper is the only guy you can trust. He's a hamburger pimp. <laughs> He's addicted to smack. All you got to do is give him Just a call. Give, that motherfucker ain't paid his phone bill. <laughs> <laughs> but he hangs out a fat burger with the penny pimps and nickel hustlers. By the way, we just I just learned this right before recording. This guy was a real like crackhead. They just found on the street. They, they're like, oh, this, they're like, they're like, none of the actors they auditioned were like could grasp this role. <laughs> so they were just driving down the street and they're like, how about that motherfucker right there? And this the rest is film history. Guy, for, for anyone that's ever listened to <laughs> Cheech and so- Cheech and Chong's uh, records, they have a sketch called Blind Melon Chitlin, and the creeper, aka the hamburger pimp, sounds like. Tommy Chong's Blind Melon Chitlin, where he's just like, total nonsensical. I couldn't understand half of what he said. Hey, man, I'm so bad. Be my ways. I I love Creeper. (laughs) He was too good. That was a good line. I'm so bad. I beat my own ass twice a day. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. So she's like, also, she had everything down. She's like, I know you need backup. I put all your girls to send her the dojo. Sensei Seagal has taught them well. Yeah, I know you're thinking everything's doom and gloom here. I'm giving you a lot of bad news, but I got to tell you, your girls for the last two years have been enrolled in karate. They're breaking boards. They're breaking bricks. They're tippy-tapping. They're kicking ass in. Sensei Sweatlin has taught them. Yeah. And then she 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 like looks over, you're pretty good at the karate too, right? Well, well I'm, I'm good with my katas. It's been a... 
long two years, I'd say. So we need to see what's going on with these hoes. Are they the real thing? So we get another flashback. That's right. And we see uh, a, a random Joe is not going to pay the $100 for the, the night of ecstasy. He, he is not a random Joe, Tim. Okay. Sorry, Dola White. He is yeah, Joe Blow, lover man. <laughs> That's right. So in his hubris, he <laughs> believes he doesn't have to pay. And in fa- he, but he does give her $2. He's like, bitch, you should be paying me. And she ain't having that, so she beats the fuck out of Joe. What's his name again? Joe Blow, lover man. That's right. You should be paying me. Fuck that. No. And you, we only, get, we don't get to see the full ass beat. No. We get to see her just kick him off camera, and we're left to assume that she beats his ass. All right. Now we need to see our villain, Willie Green. And sure enough, it's that that narrator well we saw in Mitchell's car in the beginning. That's right. And his crew are they're arriving at the massage parlor they own to you know collect their you know their protection money. That's right. He walks in. Where's my girl Flo? She comes not in. Flo from Progressive. Everybody. No. She greets him. He's like, "Bitch, I don't have time for a massage." She's like, "Do you want a massage?" Billy. He's like, "I don't have time for that shit." <laughs> <laughs> don't hide your hands from her. <laughs> I need to check out the action. So as that happens, <laughs> Millie's getting fresher at the mic. Millie, this can go long enough. We don't need your bullshit. As we, uh, as he walks in, we see a very uh, kind of guy that would say drawers come in, and he, and he's like, you know, he, you know, he remind me of the guy from Coffee that was leaving. Uh, yes, the, that was, place. Yeah, 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 probably the same guy. Probably he ain't one of the good ones. That's. That's what he's famous for. He just plays every white guy leaving a every a white house. He's actually named film. well. This hey, this is a massage parlor. Yeah, all right. This this is not a whorehouse. His name is Fair White enough. John. <laughs> so we see Willie looking in, checking things, make sure everything's up on the up and up. Right. He, he goes. He's he's walking through the parlor and he's peeking in in like every room. That first room. Is getting the most aggressive hand job I have ever seen. I don't know how he paid extra. This guy is enjoying himself, but there's two women absolutely abusing his nether. Don't kink shame. That's again rated R movie. We don't see full erect penis or anything. So there's a towel, and they're doing like some fucking crazy hand maneuvers. Like I couldn't even make out the nine powers and ninjas they were enacting on this man's dick. Because they were intense, but obviously they were very calming and erectile charms. Yeah, there was some erectile function going on there. <laughs> there was As some. Griff wrote his notes, they were rubbing butts and tugging nuts. I wanted. <laughs> guys, I started with those two, and I was like, I need a third. And I could not find another utz to add well, in there. That's, that's why you're not the only one. I was like, maybe a sh- strut in. Something, but something I, with sluts. Oh, sluts! Yeah, sluts didn't pop up. Yeah. I could have used no, man. sluts. Sluts don't get paid for it. This no, they rubbing don't. butts, tugging nuts, and fucking sluts. Yeah, but like Mike said, sluts they, don't get paid, and these women were getting well, paid. They. But yeah, we get that. We get the fucking the large man Needing with the a, tiny <laughs> ass just getting his. At, like that, kill, getting a... That's the only time Willie Green shudders when he looks into <laughs> yes. one of the rooms. Every every other room, he's just like, "All right, business as usual." Then he gets to that 
Yeah. Flabby white dude that's, getting his yeah. flat ass. Yeah, you, you got that's, all the pro, that's all a propane happy ending. Cause that's a Hank Hill ass <laughs> getting needed. Oh. Well, his ass gets harmed a lot because of the riding mower and everything. But, like, the one room, the girl's just, like, giving a hum or something. You got the guy who's into the girl riding his face. Like, you got it all. And Willie, like you said, he's just like, <laughs> God damn, my business is great. And then he sees the Hank Hill, and he's like, white people. Fuck. <laughs> he's in there. He cotton drawers. Cotton drawers hanging on a hook. Yeah. Lo- oh, oh, Jesus Christ. They cast... A large shadow, those white drawers. I got to tell you, that's the only thing black about those white drawers. Those drawers went up to the nipples and down to the knees. (laughs) That's right. So we're watching Willie just walk along, and we're thinking that he's going to the next room because suddenly we're in a new room, and there's a woman just laid out in bed, lingerie, waiting for some action. Great bust of a black man with like a really long neck did you guys that was thing yes that was so weird that, <laughs> that was at dolomite's so... place you said willie green didn't you oh was that, you, yeah. well no 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 no. this yeah. is i i didn't know where we were but they shot this in a way where i thought it was at willie green's place i'm glad you i, I didn't notice that i'm glad you brought it up because i forgot about it maybe that's where he keeps his wig on because it, <laughs> oh, it, keep your wig on it yeah. yeah. Oh my God! Because I was like, "What? Why is that thing there by the re- bedside table?" That yeah. would make sense that yeah. it pops off his piece and puts it on right. there. Oh yeah, what we're talking God. about people is it's like the the head you keep a wig on, but it's a black man's face with a long neck. Yeah, it's, it, it's almost like a piece of art. It, I thought it was a piece of art, and I just <laughs> thought it was fascinating. So, again, we're at this age now where when I watch a movie, I'm noticing all these details because that's. Movies right. more than just the lines you hear and scenes you see. There's yeah. so that's much. That's what going mediocre podcast do. Exactly. Yeah. Oh well, well no, they, you're right. That's what a mediocre yeah. podcast. The a kind bad of, podcast. The kind of people listen to for some reason. Yeah. I don't know a, why. No, no, no. Yeah. They don't even <laughs> listen to that. <laughs> they jokes. listen to a bad podcast that does the Beavis and Butthead. That was a bad scene. No. Yeah, they didn't even notice the the head. We do details. We get down to the wallpaper. Which, by the this. way. Inspired the wrestler Al Snow, one of the whitest guys in the world. One of the whitest to, guys. To have a head as That's his right. gimmick. Anybody need head? Does everybody want head? Uh, I'm sorry, everybody. Uh, Swedes and Scales not going to be making it. All month, we were waiting for it. We're like, oh, my God. We're going to gonna burn it out. Well, Mar- we need to find a black exploitation movie for next year's Black Exploitation History Month. With a good. Well, the ultimate yeah. was Black Shampoo. We already did it, though. Yeah. That's true. We didn't have the Swedes and Scale at the time. I'm, I regret that. We were still working on some of the chords and some right. of the melodies we, for it. Well, right. And we had the computer punch cards at Slaughterhead. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're, you're right. I forgot about some of the, syn- uh, the syntax of the programming and everything. Wasn't yeah. down yet. Yeah. We couldn't get it, so it was not as... Because, uh, obviously, we're human. Oh, my God, Millie, you got to stop. Uh, <laughs> she is Drooling getting intense on Mike. Yeah. She's yeah, getting ready she for the drooled. sex scene. Drooled all over you. Sure, sorry about that. I went to Mike's house. His dogs barked at me the whole time. And uh, yeah. here's Millie drooling on Mike. <laughs> she loves him so much now. Well, that's because Rosa is from the streets. I told you, man. Yeah, that's right. She told me about that knife. But, Murray, um, what people will understand now is... Madeline's been out of the office for the last week. He had to help me out in a situation. Okay. And you can find that I don't, out. Don't even tell me. I know. I didn't even tell. Well, I, yeah. I think I whispered it to you one time. Right. But you'll I think know. I might have gotten it in one of the envelopes. Yeah, you'll know yeah. about it because I got it in an envelope. And maddeningly, apparently it's a thing where you can suck anthrax out of a human being's soul. 
So okay. I didn't know Th- Th- Souls had Anthrax. Yeah. Well, I I somehow got it. All right. So Dolomite, he's only nutted once since he's been out of jail. He's ready for round two. So is this is this shy, isn't it? Or is this some random hoe? Wait, this hoe this, that he's with? I didn't yeah. recognize it. Because this isn't Pinky yet. It's not so. Pinky yet. This is just some girl. I don't, I don't know if it's girl. Shy or just a random one. No, this was See, not... I know she wants to try him out, but she might. that might be later. She, he does fuck Shy later on. Oh, I don't even remember when he fucked her. I think that's the next sex scene. Okay. So this is just some random hoe. And he does his business. I mean, I, there's not much to say. They just cut away. It's like, this, this, this would have got an X rating, basically. Yeah. So, all right. As he's leaving... Mitchell and White stop him. He's going to his car again. Right. That's their move, waiting waiting by his car. Whole new outfit. He's not wearing a three-piece suit for this one. He's got on, like, a, it, it kind of felt like a Hawaiian-type shirt. It kind of is reminiscent was, of those bowling shirts that were popular in the 90s. Kind of. It was very yeah. 70s toned. Very loungewear. Yeah, loungewear, dark tones and all that. But, yeah. And so he's getting out. And he's getting harassed again by the police. And he's like, you better fucking let me walk. Murray. Man, move over. Let me pass before I, p- I have to be pulling these hush puppies out your motherfucking ass. Always. Always rhyming. This man right. thinks in bars and nothing else. And I'm like, all right, well, we're going we're gonna to check your car. Boy, open up and lo and behold, <laughs> nice big baggy full of coke. Oh, and to, and to make sure it, forget a, a nummy. Mitchell just fucking dips his fingers in, sticks the fingers up his nose, guys, and takes inhales. Ninety minute movie. We need to get in and out. We don't need a fucking side story to see that these cops are crooked. We don't need to see them going busting up a hooker operation and then fucking one of the prostitutes and telling her she's gonna take it and like it. All we need to see them do is plant a little coke, do it themselves. That's some good shit, and go in for a second bump. Yeah, There's sugar in their boogers, and he's just like, he's like, we're gonna, he's like, yep, this is coke. You're done for, boy. We're gonna not run you out of town with, and all your black bitches. Yeah, we see you in your fancy cars and your fancy suits and all your top notch black bitches. You got the right ones, motherfucker. And that just sets Mitchell off. His he he's born insecure. That's right. Says it right in the name. Says it right in the name. And he goes, "Look, boy, trying to get his, his he's trying to get his manly manhood back." That's right. And they just start white and him start pummeling Dolomite. Yeah, it's just Mitch alone right here. He just turns Dolomite alone around and says, "You'll remember this," and starts just hitting him in that bread basket. But you see, he doesn't realize in prison he's put on a bread basket, so he right. can he can absorb these blows now. You know, if he was more of a lean figure, he would not have been able to take these blows so easily. And he starts fighting back, or should I say his stunt double starts fighting back. Yeah, Dolom- yeah. Dolomite plays possum a minute here. He goes to the ground, and he looks up. He's well, like, fucking idiot. This, this wasn't for the safety of Rudy Ray Moore. This yeah. is for the safety of everyone else, because if Rudy Ray were to throw yeah. some kicks and punches, people would have died. Yeah, right. not because he wanted to. He's just that powerful. Right. right. This is like some chakra level shit here. You he know? does have to register his hands as lethal weapons. It's a real pain to travel that way, crossing state lines with those things. So, uh, stunt double, stunt double might uh, does a does, and this is how we can tell it's not Rudy Ray because the kick goes above the waistline. Oh my god! Yeah. After the face, yeah. 
whiffs it by like six inches. Still whiffs it. Still keeps it in the film. They're right. like, cut. Great shot. <laughs> yeah, it was like um, the punch Sonny throws in The Godfather that misses by a mile. And you're like, oh, it's just clearly didn't hit the person. Right. And Dolomite, we know he's clean. He doesn't do the drugs. So he right. just pours the drugs on them. And stuffs the baggie in White's mouth. Perfect. White's mouth, yeah. White would get the white powder. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. And he gives him a nice little fucking send-off here. Murray. That's for fucking with me, you no-business-born Instagram motherfuckers! Thank you. We're cutting over to a church because, as we know, every street in L.A., porn store, liquor store, stripping store, Church. Well, stripping club. Strip club. Strip club. Stri- stripping yeah. store. Stripping store. <laughs> well, it could be like for paint stripping. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't <laughs> That's know. what I meant. We meet Reverend Gibbs, who's very in on the plaque the Black Power movement. He's got the little like feather duster thing. Right. Reverend the Reverend is awesome. Reverend was great. He's such a good character. He, and he's like, We're gonna kill these white people and we're gonna fuck their white bitches. And then Mitchell and White walk in. <laughs> he's like He's like, we're going to tear these mother, and then they walk, he's, and he's like, he's doing mothers a- are so awesome. It was As so the Lord good. Jesus says. <laughs> look, look at these motherfucking whiteys out here telling us to trust uh, uh, Nixon, and he's fucking stealing from the country. Why shouldn't we steal from the white-ass mothers I love? <laughs> so good. It's so, I loved it. Look here, Rev. Have you seen Dolomite? And they start fucking griffing around the place. <laughs> the best oh, part yeah. is that they walk in and they're like, cut the shit. <laughs> yeah. We know you've called us every name in the book. Where's yeah. Dolomite? Mike, Mike immediately comes in. Yeah, I know you've been fucking dogging <laughs> on us. You said Nixon's a, you know, a terrorist of the country and shit like that. Don't worry about it. I'm not worried about that. What you got going on back here? Hey, hey, Griff, uh, excuse me, White. <laughs> they go back to the back room, find a crate, open it up. Full of fucking guns. Yeah. And they're like, oh, what's this? Those are uh, gifts from the big man. The big man. So we're thinking Willie Green at this point, right? That's, you see how well they did that? I didn't even remember that. Yeah. They they turned that around. And they and the, and the, but you see, there's some fear for the big man from like, they're like, all right, that's cool. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you let us know if you see Dolomite. He's like, I sure will. All right. We've heard about this creeper guy. Now we're going to see him in action. He's doing a little wimpy move. He's like, I'll gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. And she's like, shit, motherfucker, just take this goddamn five-cent hamburger. Get the fuck out of here. Holding up the line. And again, a thing about the 70s. It's just like, this looked like they just shot it on a random day at this fucking burger stand. that's exactly what they did. Right. And then he's like, shit, man, robble, robble. And he just walks off, you know. <laughs> that, is, that is the whitest joke it's happened all day. Robble, robble. He's the hamburger pimp. He is the hamburger. That's originally, people don't know this. Yeah. Also inspired, McDonald's is inspired. by. That, they actually yeah. did a Happy Meal tie-in, yeah. but it's, and some of the toys are the rarest. Yeah. <laughs> that's, how, that's how Human Tornado got funded because uh, McDonald's. McDonald's was like, oh, right. shit, we got to pay. Yeah. People don't know the hamburger was originally the hamburger pimp. That, that, yeah. And white people <laughs> flipped out as they do, right. so he became the hamburger. And they turned him white with freckles. Right. Yeah. Did you mention that he, he was trying to buy fries? And they're like, you know there's no fries here. What kind of hamburger joint don't have fries, I, though? That's what I thought was fucking fascinating. Yeah, that's that's messed up. I mean, I guess if you just have, have like cheese a, curds, you know, if, I was like, what? If what? you just if you just have a gr- well, 
If she said cheese curds, that's even more perplexing. <laughs> that's it's what like, I'm saying. That's how weird it was. It's like you have a fryer, but you don't do fries? <laughs> Fry is in the name of both. Maybe this is the original Burger King, and they were flame broiling everything. But again, uh, I love the random guy they had here that he gets the burger, and the girl says, "You, I'll buy it. I know you're good for it. Whatever. You're holding up my line. He turns to the guy, and this is where we start to hear... Creeper has his own fucking track. Yeah. A D, maybe C level character, but I love. Uh, I, I don't know. Was this Oregon? I don't know. I, don't I think even this remember. is Oregon happening here. But, or uh, what's the other fucking electronic organ type keyboard system? Like a synthesizer? Nah, it wasn't a synthesizer. Oh, I can't right. think of what. Well, but right. yeah, it's just going to town. He's high fiving this dude. Oh, it's so good. Another another hamburger. And then we watch him walk down a sidewalk for four minutes. And he's just like itching his leg and then strutting and buttoning. good shit. They had to leave it in. Well, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of padding in this movie. I, I mean. mean we're getting, this, especially near the end. I feel like that. Like I liked this padding as opposed to the end padding because it didn't seem like they knew what they were doing with the ending. Yeah. But here it's just like this is just living in the town type so shit. Dolomite arrives. He's in the parking lot. He's walking up another new suit, mustard green or mustard yellow this time. Mustard green, purple trim. As of course they go together, you know, right. mustard and purple. We all know that. Yeah, that's like wasn't that there song. a team in Blades of Steel that wore like oh. the mustard yellow and purple? I, I haven't. Minnesota I was have, it? Minnesota. The Minnesota I'm, Dolomites. I'm, I remember I'm that. Hey Murray, or that's the that's the gift. I I called Mike Murray, so now we're one for one. <laughs> You, this is the gift of having a third. You can look it up. I haven't loaded up Bla- Blades of Steel in a while. So they're like, holy shit, it's that do- Dolomite. <laughs> Everyone's running up. And he's like, you got to prove it, Max. It's two years. Two years on the street is like 50 years in, yeah. in white people lives. And, of course, Dolomite's like, look, guys, I just reopened my club. I, I want to get people down there. I can't be giving it away for free. Man, I bet my last... Five dollars, you're Dolomite. And this motherfucker, you heard him. He needs you to prove it. You need to prove it. It's not mustard yellow, but Minnesota was the yellow and purple. Okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. They didn't have the technology back then to get the bright mustard. uh, Right. Because Edmonton was like the mustard yellow and green. Yeah, that's good. That's like a a Minnesota North Stars. Yeah. Yeah. We got to white it up a little by talking about hockey for a minute. Right. So Dolomite, he's like, all right, if, and I'll, Anything for a fan, I'll I'll show why I'm the real Dolomite. Right. Well, when he hears the guys on his last five dollars, he's like, "All right, this is my community." And again, how do you champion your community? You give to the little man sometimes. And this man is literally saying, "This is my last five dollars." And he breaks into a rap only Dolomite could recite. My last five dollars, please. All right, man. All right. Right on. Right on. One beautiful day in the merry month of May. Great Titanic sailed away. The captain and the lieutenant was having a few words. When the great Titanic hit that mighty iceberg, Sean was in the boiler room eating some tea. Black eyed peas they were. And the water come down near to his knee. Before Sean could take a bite of bread, that water come down near up to his ear. Sean run up on the deck, said, Captain, 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 that water's damn near up to my neck. 
Jackson said, Sean, go back. Pack the sacks. We got enough sacks to keep this water back. You standing up here study bullshitting and drinking. But can't you see this raggedy hunk of junk is slowly sinking? To cap, I'll be in New York unpacking my truck when the news reach the world. This junk done sucks. Captain Sashan, go back and fear no doubt. Before I take this two by four and wear your black ass out. Sashan said, Captain, the shit you talking might have once been true. Yeah. But this is one time your motherfucking talk ain't gonna do. <laughs> Sean did run and jumped over in the ocean with his black ass doing a backfield in motion. <laughs> <laughs> After that time, all these rich broads run and jumped up on the top. One broad hollered, Sean, stop! All this good stuff to you, I'll give if you make it possible for me to live. Sean <laughs> yeah. said, But you should have been offering me your stuff when we was on dry land. Great, <laughs> <laughs> If I was in Mississippi and asked you for a piece of trim, you'd have had my black ass hanging from the highest limb. Right on. <laughs> Not enough, right on, bro. No, no, go, go. All right. Goddamn right. I got two. Here come another broad out, Colin Cat. Colin, shine, shine, shine. I'm the captain's wife. Why don't you help me to save my life? I've been through the cotton fields and I waded through the mills and honey, I'm a soul sister, baby, and we from the same blood. <laughs> you can talk so sweet and you can sing so fine, but you shouldn't have brought your high yellow ass across that darn color line. That <laughs> I'm the one you call the boiler room flunky, now keep your ass on this ship and brown with these hunkies. <laughs> When the news got around the world that the great Titanic had hit this big iceberg, Sean was in Chicago on Cottage Grove in 63rd. Yeah. Down on his knees, uh, Nikolai shooting a dime I hope to pay. I left 10,000 rich motherfuckers swinging on their ass. And everybody wondered why Sean didn't drown. He had a card stuck up in his butt and he couldn't go down. All right, that's him. Beautiful audio right there. I couldn't make it black enough. I don't know if Murray could have. I don't know if anybody could have. Because that's straight from the fucking man himself. Well, here's a fun fact. I guess most people probably don't know. A young James Cameron was assistant director on this movie. And he got the idea for Titanic from that rap. Just from that. Now, of course, he had to make some changes. Because even in the 90s, people weren't ready for a black character named Shine <laughs> to fall in love with a white girl. Yeah, so yeah. it had to be Leo, all right, Leo. the whitest guy next to Griff. He's the whitest guy next to me? Yes. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, there, there you have it, people. Rap invented right there. Put on celluloid. We know it happened. Right. I still don't know how much of, I, how much of this segment I put in there because it's like, Six minutes long, I think. Yeah, it was very full. long. It was but very it was long. it was much like Titanic the movie. Right. You can't, what are you going to take out? He put a little break in there 
And again, based on how long this episode goes, you might get the full thing. You might get the halfway point. I mean, every other episode for Black Exploitation History Month has been at least two and a half hours. Every so. one of them. Has, hey, but. if this is a two and a half hour with that audio, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> we'll see. Um, but yeah, because it goes on for a while. But the, he does actually say, all right, guys, come on. I got to leave something for the fucking clause. I proved my point. You got your $5. Right. Well, he's watching the hamburger pimp walk away. Right. So he's and he's like, like, I got business to attend to. He <laughs> and again, the hamburger pimp walks so fucking slow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and again, I don't know how long we went. So you might get that half. You might not. Anyways, right. if, if you would just take out your explanation, we could have fit the whole fucking rap. Exactly. Yeah. We've gone on this. No. For a and we while. prefer you'd rather hear us ramble for five minutes. Anyway. Rebel, rebel. So so he spots the hamburger pimp. Well, if it isn't a hamburger pimp. And goes up to him, approaches him. That's right. Hey, man. You don't want my man. He doesn't even recognize. Rebel, He doesn't recognize Dolomite. <laughs> hey, there, hamburger pimp. Hey, don't don't be fucking harass me. I'm bad, motherfucker. He doesn't recognize him because his eyes aren't open. His eyes aren't open. He's shaking the whole time, scratching his neck, looking much. down at his feet. I gotta tell you, if you're trying to fuck with me, I'm I'm bad. I'm so bad. I fucking beat my shit ass twice a day before I eat oatmeal. <laughs> and then he's like, "Wait, man, you're fucking dolomite, man." And the biggest fucking embrace. Come on. See, all these movies, everybody's like, everyone's so afraid of male characters bonding yeah. right here. Me, these guys are like acquaintances. And he hugs him. Which he probably hasn't had a hug in years because he's a smelly-ass smack addict. He's used <laughs> to people giving him hamburgers to go away. Right. And this man embraces him. Not just any man. He's Dolomite. Of, he's a child of God. <laughs> it's Ace Ventura up in the podcast studio. The cat's climbing all over more shit. And the hawk just landed on your lawn. No way. No, it didn't. Okay. <laughs> I took a picture of it last time it did. So they go back to his crack abode. Yeah. And <laughs> Not he... a hoe abode. A yeah. crack... No, Murray, come on. We can't do this. Crack shack? Crack shack. <laughs> yeah. You beat me to it. Yeah. I didn't even... Millie... <laughs> what is happening today? By the way, take it and put it on the fridge. My favorite B fifty two song. That was the original title. Love Shack was Crack Shack. But Murray, what Crack I, Shack, baby. What I wanted to talk about was the fact that we spent nine minutes to watch Dolomite Parallel Park in this alley. Well, we got to fill that ninety minutes. Right. I'm sorry, Millie. We got to take your toy away here. No. <laughs> oh my gosh, she's gonna come right back. We gotta put that up. So Creeper is like talk, talking about how bad the world's got since Willie Green has been running. <laughs> Man, hamburgers went up to ten cents. <laughs> they, were, they stopped selling French fries. <laughs> they barely put onions on them anymore. They can't afford potatoes. And potatoes are cheap as shit. That's how bad it's got. <laughs> it's so this is the next potato famine. I read it in a book. He's like I got to stoop to pickpocketing to get my money for my fix now, man. While he's saying this, he's tying off and shooting himself up with heroin. Murray, again, we got to talk about sets because I love to talk about sets. So we're in, of course, a crack abode. A crack 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 shack. shack. Excuse me. We did agree on that. Crack shack. (laughs) 
fucking wallpaper peeling off. He's got... Guys, we love to talk about the clean sheets. These sheets were not clean. Millhouse, you've got to leave Mike alone. Oh, my God. We got a new love affair going on here. Jeez. Murray, so you better mad replace. that I'm not paying attention to her right now. <laughs> I know. So, yeah, you're right. He's watching him just tie off and shoot up. And this is, I love how Dolomite sells this because he's just sitting there watching it. They are one foot apart. Right. And he offers to put uh, Creeper on his payroll. He's like, look, I'll give you all the money you need for your, your, your heroin. But you got to tell me what's going on on the streets. And as he's saying that, Creeper starts nodding off. Right. Because he's about to tell him who the fuck Dolma, put the hit out on Dolma, him. You should who killed really, his nephew, Jimmy. You really should hit this shit, man. It's so good. It's you got to ride this dragon, Dolomite. Right. This is the real wacky tobacco. I don't know where I'm at. I, I, I know who killed your nephew, Jimmy. And then that Dolomite perks up and is like, Jimmy, tell me, boy. He's slapping the shit out of fucking creepers. He jumps up on the bed and is pushing him back. Wake the fuck up. Tell me about Jimmy. What happened to Jimmy? Man, Jimmy was forced to deal in drugs, man. He brought it out. He went to the police and they killed him, Dolomite. They killed Jimmy. I was leaving the liquor store. I was leaving the pawn shop. I was leaving the burger shop. His story changes nine times, but the only thing that makes sense in the story is I saw it. They killed him. And I'll tell you who did. And then it's just he's like, tell me. Slapping him. Tell me. And then two guys just bust in and fucking fill him full of lead. Right. And this is the scene where I was saying that the the outside shot, the exterior shot of uh, the uh, crack shack here, he's used in Human Tornado and everything. So this is a location that Dolomite has returned it's, to. It's Do- it's Rudery Moore's Chervan Ranch. Yeah, it's the Chervan Ranch. Yeah, Dolomite ain't going out like that. See, he no. busts into his karate moves and fucks these guys up. That's takes right. Takes them out, and just as he takes them out, just when the, the all the violence is stopped. That's when you find a cop, because that's when Mitchell and White show up. They, they basically roll up as the shooting happens. Like they, they set this whole thing up. They're filthy. Oh right, of course. They go. Oh, look like we got murder one on Dolomite here. You're going down to Chinatown, Mister Dolomite. He <laughs> got a new toy. At least this one doesn't squeak. So we're cutting to. Blakely. New character. Yeah, we haven't heard this name. This is actually one of the top billings when you look at IMDb. This is going to be a character throughout the rest of the movie, so get used to that name. It's Blakely giving a visit to the old Reverend Gibbs. You remember him. I do remember him. I love him. Yeah, he's a great, interesting character. He's he's definitely a tweener-type character. Well, he's great in this scene because he's fucking a fat chick. Yeah, he's tween the sheets. (laughs) He is going to town on a full-bodied woman. Full-bodied, gray hair. Knock, knock. It's Officer Blakely. Cause we don't know what he is right now. We're like, he must be another cop. He's well-dressed, in a suit and everything. Right. He's got like a badge. Did he flash a badge? 70s, man. 70s had the ties where they were like fat. Yeah. But yeah. They, they went down like nine inches from your chin. So it's weird looking. But yeah. And he's just asking him questions. Like, I want to know if these white cops going around and he's like they work for willie green 
And then as he's talking, he notices some some drawls. Yeah. <laughs> Are these drawers? And he's like playing with them, yeah. spinning them around. Look, man, I know you're up to something. And when the shit hits the fan, I'm coming after you, Reverend Gibbs. Because Reverend he, Gibbs ain't talking. Yeah. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Get, he Blakely's trying to ask him, do you work for Dolomite? Do you work for Willie Green? I haven't heard of either of them. I'm an innocent bystander. I preach the Lord's gospel, you know. The Jesus Christ. The black one. I got my eyes on you. All right. Cut back. He we does have... pull out the drawers on yeah. him. He's like, oh, you yeah. preach the Lord and his practices with these drawers? Drawers? Hey, Reverend's going to have sex. He ain't a priest. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. It does shake Reverend Gibbs, though. He was a little nervous about that. We check because maybe he's married and this is his, his hoe on the side. It. Side piece. Cut to Queen B. We're back at the hoe abode. And we learned that Queen B is still <laughs> keeping <laughs> finding toys in this goddamn house. There's so many. I like that she chose today to like Mike to bring every toy to her. <laughs> we learned that not all is well at the Hoabo because there's some stealing, some griffin going on, if you will. I will. And we learned that there's some harsh justice. In the in the whole abode, if you steal, this is like an anarchist commune. It's always about like you know respecting other people's property. It's not about stealing from you know corporations and all, all that. But you don't steal from other people. Well, no, this is, this is biblical because it's much like Cain after he murdered his brother. I God did not no. God did not kill him. He shunned him. He exiled him. And that's what happens in the whole abode. If you break the rules. You're kicked out for life. You can't right. come back. That's right. And so Queen Bee steps up to this woman. Did you steal? No. Pull your money out. And she goes in and she pulls a small wad of cash from her pocket. <laughs> As we get the toy. Millie's gone buck wild on this episode. And I apologize for that. She, you know, I was telling you guys. This Millie, has never happened. This is our 299th episode. <laughs> and she's never been this much of a pain in the fucking ass. I was telling every, uh, uh, telling you guys. Now, a professional podcast, <laughs> we just cut all this shit out. But we're a buck wreck podcast. Right. I just love that she found a squeak toy. We got rid of it. And she came back with a bigger squeak toy. <laughs> That's yeah. our birthday squeak toy from two weeks ago, everybody. <laughs> I just realized that I got her new pills and they gave me the wrong receipt for some other dog. Because I was like, my dog's not eight years old. She's nine. Make sure she has the right medication. Oh, she's got the right meds. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we learned the penalty for stealing is exile from the hoa boat. That's right. Blakely pays a visit to Dolomite in lockup. He got arrested. There, He's getting framed for another crime he didn't commit. Murder. That's right. And he asked him about Willie. But, and, of course, Dolomite's not going to talk. He's not a fucking snitch. This is his community. Right, he'll take care. Of, he's That's where the warden let him go because Will, he's taking care of business. As much as he hates Willie, and we learned that from the opening credits, that Willie thinks he's a motherfucker. Well, he ain't no motherfucker. I'm a motherfucker. He's like, he's still part of my community. And I'm going to defeat him. You know, this is this is like, oh, I don't know. I don't know what to say. He's not about to murder this man. He's just out to beat him. Well, not not physically, it's just like, yeah. So 
uh, as he, there's, this, this just happens to be a guy just in, trying to do his time, playing with some dominoes, making a little like, like they had no Legos in jail. I'm sorry to break that to you guys. Right. So the next best thing is dominoes. Right. So we didn't a have little, Star Wars sets back then. Yeah. So he's making a little house out of dominoes, and Blakely walks by and just fucking hits it. My only thought on this scene... So now was, I'm hating Blakely. I'm like, yeah, fuck this guy. That was My only thought on this scene was Blakely's trying so hard to make himself seem unlikable. Because even to another, uh, could possibly be a play cousin, he yeah. just fucking knocks the right. domino house over. He's just like, yeah, I see you spent so much time and effort working on that, but you're uh, you're in jail here, so who the fuck cares? You're, you're, you're a little rat. Right. A rat soup eating motherfucker. As if being in jail ain't bad enough. You got to like punish people even more. Right. I mean, who knows what he's in for? Right. So he walks out, and a minute later, Dolomite, your bail. Did he just murder somebody? Do you get bail if you murder somebody? Because that's what the crime he's allegedly done. Right. But he gets bail. It's crazy. And sure enough, we're like, Queen Bee must have paid, right? That would be the initial thought because Queen Bee's the one that. Really campaigned to get him out in the beginning of the movie. Right. And we got to imagine that Dolomite, he's still got a stable of women. He's got to be making some money. Right. So yeah. it's like, this makes sense. And then as he walks out, he doesn't know. He's just like, I'm happy to get out. So he's back in his suit again. No cotton draws. As he walks out, a Cadillac convertible pulls up. I was waiting for the million dollar man to come. Hey, I brought my car five miles away. Let's run. First there. of all, he's the six million dollar. Ted DiBiase, he's the million dollar man. Steve Austin. Everybody's got a price for the million dollar man. He's oh. the six million dollar. Oh no, I did the wrong name. Guess who it is, guys? It's Pinky E. Vaughn, the hoe that got away. Oh, we heard about her. This is character building right here. We heard right at the beginning when he got out of prison about Pinky E. Vaughn. Pinky, is that you, girl? Sure is. Dolomite, hop in. So he ain't got a ride, so he hops in. That car, Murray, I don't know if you checked the temperature, but if uh, you read uh, you, if you read the engine gauge on that, what would you say it was uh, at? It was running warm. Running warm. She was keeping it warm. So they stop at her place for a little uh, post-bailout fuck because she wants to she get her money back, and she wants it in a... She, she doesn't want it in bills. She wants it in inches. So they fuck, and they, I think this is post fuck, right? We're not. We come it come into they just fuck. We're right? left to assume that they just. I don't know. This was such a weirdly shot, edited, put together scene in general. And there's a weird cut to this scene too, yeah. where it's like clearly them trying to transition to their next lines, but they they had to do a weird cut to it. And it's abrupt. But, yeah, I think this is post-coitus. Yeah. And they're trying to do something like, And, by the like, way, yeah. Rudy, buck-ass naked. Oh, of course. And he's just laying out there, letting it all hang out. And he's like, I'm curious, girl. Why did you leave my stable? Because my stable is stable. And, it, and she's just like, uh, she didn't know what to say, man. She's on the spot. And he's like, shit, I'm going to fuck that out of you. And he gets on her again and starts fucking her some again. But it's the most, he he says it aggressively like, oh, like, brace yourself because here it comes. And it's the most tame fucking. Well, it's only lasts like five seconds. Yeah, there's some heated words he, exchanged. He's been in prison for two years, all right? His stamina isn't built back up yet. Right. That's true. Uh, so there, there's heated words exchanged. Rudy Ray remembers, Dolomite remembers what this woman is all about. 
Because remember, we don't remember all of the podcast episodes. We barely remember the movies <laughs> we've done. He, I don't remember the beginning of this episode. I don't remember the beginning sake. of this episode either. Dolomite doesn't remember the last what time. What movie we, we doing again? Dolomite. Just, Motherfucker. There you go. Okay. Dolomite. He's learning, people. He's learning. I'm trying. Drawers. Uh, so <laughs> Drawers. <laughs> so he remembers, oh, yeah, this is that woman. Guys, there are women out there. I'm not saying every woman's this way. And yes, I mean, I am, it is yeah. it is uh, you know, maybe something we might clutch our pearls over, but this woman is into a little bit of rough stuff. Yeah. And so Rudy brings the five inch whiff rough stuff to her. And I'm talking not I'm not talking about dick penetration. I'm talking about hand across the face penetration. Penetration? No. No. Not slapping? Anymore. Yeah, slapping. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, he hey. gives, in the business, he gives her what they call five across the eyes. Okay, there we go. It's called a pimp slap for a reason. That's right. But this is her thing. It's her, yeah, it's her king. She loves it. So that's when it's like, oh, my God, you are Dolomite. She wasn't even that convinced by the first, you know, tossing the round. Tossing the sack? Whatever. I know my sister. So are we saying she's back in the fold? I think so. I think that is the tussle in the Russell that she needed. Okay. I'm just trying to rhyme so bad. I want to drop bars. <laughs> I want to drop bars so Griff. bad. Griff. Am I convincing people I'm not we're, white? We're we're too white, buddy. We yeah. should never. Too white? We should never attempt to. Yeah. Okay. So Dolomite heads out to a payphone. He calls up somebody. Tells them to go into the room where he hit hit a key. Does this key ever come into play? Yes, yeah, it does. Okay. Wait. Very brief. It's a. It is like the quickest segment, but yes, okay. it comes into play. You'll wait. have to point that what? out because I was like, wait, he just barges it and knifes it, and, and he says, "Meet me in one half an hour." I hate that. I hate yeah. that terminology. <laughs> yeah. Wait, that, this isn't. I thought he knifed the carpet and yeah. then unlocked something. I didn't the, see that. That must have had to be it because I don't remember. When like, I watched that, the scene yeah, that again. Was, I because obviously like a, they didn't have a real safe in the yeah, floor. Yeah, I assumed it was like whatever. a floor safe yeah. and he was using the key that was. For, <laughs> anyway, so anyway, maybe the key doesn't come into play, but I thought that's where it was. All we know is meet me in one half an hour. This is the only lock that I could expect wasn't changed. The office door had to be you, changed. They didn't know so. about it. That was the whole thing. And that, and there's that too. Underneath that shag carpet. Right, uh, and there's that too. So we cut to the club formerly known as Dolomite's Total Experience. Right. Now it's just the Total Experience. And we're just seeing some chicks auditioning for a dance. Wait, wasn't it called the 4th Avenue? Or is that the street that the Total Experience was on? I don't know. It could have been called under Willie Green. It was called the there, Dolomite. Willie Dol- Green. When they reopened it, it was the Dolomite Dole Experience. Yeah. Willie yeah. Green at one point does say something about 4th Avenue, I believe. Is because that what you're referring the, the to? 4th Avenue gets referenced a couple times, so I thought that was the club before so, Dolomite took it back I over. I think oh, that was be. what Willie recall, you know, renamed it. Well, you're not going to take over a club and call it the Dolomite Dole Experience. No, if you you're got, Willie, Your name's Willie Green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Call it the Green Store or some shit like that. I mean, especially <laughs> when Dolomite is the main act. He's out there doing his fucking rap. So you anyway, we got some girls auditioning for a dance uh, role. They're all hoochied up, 
And they're I'm and just then we got we got our boys. We got Willie Green's boys. They're not barely paying attention. They're just talking amongst themselves. Right. I want to say I'm glad the young bucks have never seen this movie because this would be their next heat getting spot. This woman in the the foreground of the camera, yeah, the buttless pants with the fucking fishnets. like macho man frills around her yeah. ankles too. Yeah, they would yeah. be all over that. Yeah. And they're just talking, and then a lovely new young lady walks in. We know her. It's Chai. Yeah. She's wearing a nice summer spring dress, you know. It, it, she's looking great here, walking in. Hey, fuck all you girls. Walk. This girl's got the job. And she's like, I don't want the job. I got my man. What the fuck are you doing here? Come over here. Talk to us. No, I'm waiting on my man. Who's your man? Dolomite. Who? Dolomite, motherfucker. And then Dolomite walks in. And he just walks. He just face palms this guy. This super tall motherfucker. <laughs> the disrespect that Goes, Dolomite shows to everyone in this room. Right. Well, and, they don't deserve respect. They stole his club. And this guy is trying his hardest. He's got the fucking jacket. Hey, you can't go back pants. there. That's that's Willie Green's office. Right. He just walks right in. He's got the open button shirt with the giant medallion. He can't stop him. This guy's... Trying to portray the badass lifestyle, but no, he can't even stop Dolomite. Dolomite pulls out a switchblade, cuts open the shag carpet. I guess this is where the key was at. Yeah. Opens up a safe, pulls out 50 large. It must have been $100 bills or like $1,000 bills because that was the silk one watch. Yeah. <laughs> it's also convenient that he had exactly 50000 He knows exactly how much money he has. <laughs> but here's the problem is that. It would have helped us all if we actually saw after he cut the carpet if there was just like a little cash box laid out with a key open or something. Anything like that. But we don't get that. We just see him cutting carpet, which we don't even get to see that much of. We hear it, and then he comes out with $50,000. Walks back out to the club, just slams that wad of 50K on the table, and he goes, give this to Willie Green. And you tell him, I want him out in 24 hours. And 23 of them are already gone. Goons, of course, are like, motherfucker, motherfucker. And Dolomite will not hear another motherfucker. So he slaps the shit out of him. He starts beating their Beats asses. Beats up four guys half his age and walks <laughs> out with Shy on his arm. That's right. They walk out. Peacefully at their own pace. Right. He's got his cane and everything. He's walking out. That's right. Willie walks in. What the fuck happened? They're all laid out bleeding. <laughs> I was gone for five minutes. What the fuck? He's like, damn, man. I told him out. He had 10 motherfuckers with him. We can't. We couldn't do it. And he's like, I know Dolomite. You lying motherfuckers. You got your ass beat by Dolomite. This is such a good scene to make us kind of like, oh, Willie Green gets it. Because mm -hmm. Willie Green's like, you motherfuckers are lying to me. Start slapping the shit out of this goon who's been punked three times now in the last three minutes. And he's like, that motherfucker Dolomite. All right, cut to the dojo. Queen Bee is with Dolomite. He's showing that she ain't full of shit. She's been training these girls, watching them do their katas. They're rolling on the fucking mats. Uh, did I write down Dolomite's outfit here? What was his outfit? Oh, I did. I did. Because I remembered it. Uh, he's wearing, like, church clothes at this point. He's got the white. The Church of Dolomite. White. He's got the white pants, the white shirt, the white hat. Because this is one where it's kind of like the bigger, uh, I don't know what they, I know the brim of the hat, but I don't know what they call, like, that perch of the hat. 
So he's got the big old fucking perch, and then he's got a wide brim that comes up real high, white, silver, blue. It's incredible. Incredible. And Queen Bee also dressed to the nines, and she's there. Look at your karate bitches. They're impressive. He's like, ladies, ladies, the club is back. We're reopening. Everyone's like, yay. But here's the thing. That Willie Green motherfucker's going to be after me. But Dolomite is my name. And fucking up motherfuckers is my game. Coach, preach. Like, the Lions needed this guy years ago. Right. They would Biting ankles and doing other shit. Exactly. Are you saying... Dan Campbell is a fan of Dolomite. Uh, Dan Campbell got ninety percent of his speeches from Dolomite, from what I've heard. <laughs> He's just calling the whole roster rat soup eating motherfuckers. Yeah. That's how he changed the. Hey, culture. motherfuckers! <laughs> these San Francisco Niners—they went to the bar and they were looking for a woman. Then they didn't find a woman. My Dan Campbell's incredible. He, he, he talks like Dolomite and cries like Queen Bee. That's right. Go home, get yourself together, because tomorrow morning. The club is reopening. Does that not sound like a football speech, though? Go home, collect yourselves, get yourselves ready for tomorrow morning. All right. We're at another fancy party. This one's different, though, because it's full of white people. Yeah, they they, they yeah, they mix in the whites and but the There's some the black people, here. too. It's, yeah. it's very, uh, no, they, very they, diverse. Yeah. Inclusive. And this is where we meet a guy. I, I immediately see him. I'm like, I can't trust this guy. He's white. Dude, he is not even the fact that he's white. He's just the slimiest motherfucker I've ever seen in a movie. I call, hate, call it like it is, Mike. This guy is so scuzzy. It's Mayor Duggan, Detroit's mayor, with, yeah. a, with a mustache. Mike yeah. got it right away. I didn't get it yeah. earlier. Well, he's got, uh, I'm sorry to bring it back to Psychogenesis, Dr. Robotnik vibes, because he's got the horseshoe hairstyle. He reminds me of the Princess Bride guy. Inconceivable! Oh, yes, that guy as well. You, you keep saying this word, but I don't think you know what it means. <laughs> so, yeah, he's got the horseshoe pattern hair, but it's long it's just, and it's frayed. It's, it's rip-torn in it, man. It's, oh, he it's, is the so bald rip-torn. One thousand percent. That's what I hated about the 70s. It's and, dishevelment. Yeah, and he's got the 70s leisure shoot, shoot suit on <laughs> here. Oh, my God. He's playing it up to and the And there, there's a black woman. Ladies and gentlemen, the real man who's made this, this city... You know, rebuilt this city. It's reborn. Mayor Daly. Oh. She's like, she's like, he's done so much for the black community. Uh, and it's like, I don't believe you. Uh, <laughs> it almost sounds like a certain somebody's speeches who's out fucking trying to get out of prison today. And he's just like, thank you. I mean, yeah, I, 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 well, you've done some of the work, but yes, I have saved the community. I've done so good. I have helped you guys. I've put drawers on your bottoms and I'm keeping you safe. Willie Green shows up. We're like, I knew this guy couldn't be trusted because Willie Green's there. Butler answers the door. Did he have two raisins glued underneath his nose? Like, what was that mustache? <laughs> I, I don't know. I should that not. like a lot of work for uh, not much in return. Oh, I should not have taken a sip when you were getting ready for this moment because this man, for a man playing it as straight as this guy Mattingly, was. raisin mustache from here on out. Very good, sir. Manly, I didn't know he could be picked up by the microphones. I thought we <laughs> did the thing, though. It's vocal cords. Oh, my God. No, this guy was incredible because he had that fuck. He had two little umlauts under his nose. Two raisins glued to his fucking face. Yeah, his little noose stash. 
Uh, it's incredible. And of course, Willie's going to give this guy. The only way so to much. make the Hitler mustache even more evil <laughs> is that. And he's just like, oh, I'm sorry. The mayor doesn't seem your kind. And like, he's, you look, motherfucker. He better. And Willie Green just barges fucking in. Willie Green tells um, Oh, shit. What did he tell him? He told him something. It's like Dolomite's fucking shit up. Right. In, in future. So he barges right into the fucking party. And like Daly's like, oh, my God. What are you doing here? I, I take meetings in my office, not what did my you, home. What did you say the club's name was again? Fourth, Fourth Avenue. Fourth Avenue. He says, tell him Willie from Fourth Avenue's here. And he needs to speak to him right away. And then he goes, look, hard R. Pushes him against the door. Well, he can say it because that was a black guy. Yeah, yeah, of course. Well, I'm a white man. Uh, so he backs up against the door, and the butler's like, "Sir, I will do just that." Goes over, tells Daly. Daly's like, "I don't take. Fu- I, I'm at my home." Well, tell him to go to my rec room, my kiss pinball room. <laughs> he goes there. Willie Green's there. He's like, "Stole my shit's got to be taken care of, man. He's fucking everything up. He took. He took my fucking club." Paid me for it. Fifty large, exact. And he's exact like, change. and he's like, and he, somebody bailed him out. I bailed him out because I want to keep an eye on him. I decide when we take Dolomite out. Whenever I'm ready. I want to get a mold of his chocolate chip dick for my client Vince McMahon. So Willie leaves, gets in his like Corvette, takes off. Daily gets on the horn. Mitchell. Take care of that Dolomite. And also, I'm not liking that Willie Green character. And he starts to whisper, and he's like, and I also don't like Willie Green. Yeah. Like, it, 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 he just, everything about this guy was so sleazy. Everything. Everything. So it's like perfect politician. Yeah. He's great at doing the two faced thing. All right. Dolomite is back in his club. Yeah, it's the total experience he began. Yeah. And he calls up Reverend Gibbs. And Reverend Gibbs, or Reverend Gibbs calls him, doesn't he? Reverend Gibbs gives the club a call. And he's like, hey, I got a tip for you. Is Dolomite in? No, 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 he's not in. Oh, wait a minute. He is in. What can I do for you, Reverend? Well, I got a tip for you. $500? Shit, motherfucker. I'll give you two. That's all right. Reverend Gibbs is cool with that. So he heads down to the church. Or is it the mortuary? He's like in a fucking funeral this home is, now. This is both. Yeah. So he's walking in and he... With is, a new outfit, of course. No. Well, he's got to be funeral attire. So he's all black and white. And if you notice by the cover of this movie and those black shoes, well, black and white shoes, this is that outfit. Yeah. Those black shoes with the white stripes he's wearing here. And he's walking in. Wish I. Bow tie. Can you tell me about the bow tie, Murray? Yeah. Did you take notice of this bow tie? Yeah, it's, all I know is gigantic. So. Black bow tie. Gigantic black <laughs> bow tie with white little eyes on it. It looked like yeah. a face staring into your soul. It was incredible. Oh. And, of course, a giant black hat. What well, fits the ambience of this scene? Because you're getting into the horror of the scene. And then you got Shy walking in straight out of a fucking Barbie movie in all pink. Right. And she's straight out of a Scooby-Doo episode. She's like, <laughs> Ghost! Shit, bitch! You ever see a ghost? Cut the motherfucker! <laughs> and then they walk into Reverend Gibbs, and there's some bodies laid out because it's a funeral home. 
So we see some bodies. How's the business, Reverend? And Gibbs is like, I know the guy who sent you to prison, Dolomite. And the man behind Willie Green. And he hands over a little note. And, of course, he says, Docs. That's all you got to tell. All your criminal information. Docs. Go to the docs. And uh, if you get a moment, really look at the fish. (laughs) I love that he's like, now how am I supposed to just go down to the docs? He's like, you're looking for a job, man. Yeah, like, yes. Like, that is a key moment in this movie. You're looking for a job, man. Think about what we've told you about Dolomite designs, how Dolomite dresses. How Dolomite refuses to dress. He's not going to dress as an everyday blue-collar Joe Schmo. And Dolomite's like, shit, I can go to the docks. Get my money back, motherfucker. What is this shit? Yeah. And as soon as he says that, he's like, he's like, I'll rat out all because it's like one of the coffins is full of fucking machine guns. He's right. like, I'll call, I'll make a call to the cops. Right. As soon as he says that, the dead bodies leap up with fucking machine guns on Dolomite. <laughs> right. And he's like, shit, you can keep your fucking two hundred dollars, motherfucker. The best thing is like, that's what I like about you, Reverend. I ask you a sensible question and you give me a sensible answer. I I love this because he's like, I'm gonna con this man. What 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 was the con movie that we did forever ago? Con Air. What was it? I don't know. Oh, not no, not air. It was a black monkey hustle. Monkey hustle. It was a very monkey hustle scene because he was just like motherfucker. I'm taking my money back because I can rat you out. <laughs> rat soupy and motherfucker. You know Dolomite went to follow through on it, but yeah, he calls his bluff. Got the guys with the guns, and they're both at the end of the day. There's no shooting. He just goes, oh, he respects mo-. game. And he just goes, right. oh, you motherfucker. And he walks out. He just turns his back immediately on three guys holding guns on him. All right. So now Dole is at the docks. But so, I'm sorry. On. I'm going to jump You're around good. this one. So we had the whole thing is like, I'm supposed to go to the docks. How can I just go down to the docks? It's like, you're looking for a job, man. And the whole scene is literally Dolomite in a disguise with Shy. They walk up to a barrel of fish. He opens one up. It's like, hmm, cocaine. That's the whole scene. There's right. no job interview. Whoa. There's right. no There's no subterfuge here. Oh, now yeah. Just right. Please describe what he's Mike, wearing. That's oh, no. the scene. But yeah. we're going to talk about it for 10 minutes. Obviously, we're going to describe the shit out of this. Right. Thank no, you for no, giving the preface. That's great. But I just that's why I wanted to bring up the you're looking for a job because they do this setup. And then the whole scene lasts literally like 15 well, seconds. Mike, unlike us. They actually have 90 minutes to fill. Yeah. And yeah. they're like, we're not going to go do a job interview. We already did that earlier with the auditions for the dancers. So this is this is a filler scene that could have worked. Like Dolomite going undercover, trying to talk like a common man. Could have been an amazing scene in this movie. Hello, my fellow man. I would like to get a hamburger for lunch, too. Hello there, my good man. So we go to the docks, a.k.a. the crack shack, which is two barrels filled with ice <laughs> and a couple flounders on top. All right. We get it. They set the scene perfectly. James Cameron, brilliant job. Brilliant. And he's now the disguise is what we're getting to. He's a common working man. What do working men wear? Bib overalls. Right. With a red silk shirt with the most <laughs> gigantic lapels. He was tripping over these fucking lapels. Clowns are like, damn, motherfucker. Like some restraint, please. A nice big gold chain. Oh, my Did God. he have like the little like cap like you guys? Didn't he, was he wearing a cap or something like that? I think he was wearing a cap, but he was also rocking a fake but, goatee. Yeah. The, he was rocking oh, a fake right, goatee. Yeah. Yep. 
and then he had sunglasses that are not, that were not fit for Dolomite. I was shocked because I was like doing my notes, and I'm like, "Who's this character?" And I'm like, "They don't say his name." And I was like, "You know," then I'm like, "Oh shit, it it's Dolomite, motherfucker!" It, it was almost as good as I don't know if the audience or you have seen the classic film, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. No, the Master of Disguise is a black man. And we first get introduced to him. Uh, the main character is being told, we got a master of disguise coming. It's going to be great. He's a black man, shows up dressed as Hitler. And the main <laughs> character goes after him because he's like, holy shit, Adolf Hitler. And he tries to kill him. And it's like, no, no, no. That's the master of disguise. So Dolomite's disguise is almost as good as <laughs> that one. Uh, glasses that do not fit him. The, the giant fucking dress shirt. Tucked in under some blue jean bib overalls, yeah. and then he's like, like he's a train uh, keeper, whatever they fucking call him, conductor. conductor. Train he, keeper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am the keeper of trains. How may I help you? He's he's got a fucking giant pocket watch hanging yeah. out of the front. You gotta have a little bling. I mean, even the working man. But it took me. I had to rewind this scene a bunch of times because, like, oh my god, am I not black enough? Do I not? Did I not realize this is a whole different scene that's just thrown in here? Before I realized, no, this is Rudy Ray in disguise and he's killing it outside of the. Grabs the a flounder, opens it up. Sure enough, sandwich bag full of coke. Rudy Ray's face looked so disgusted in this scene. <laughs> right, because he hates drugs. It's ruining the community. It killed his fucking. His, uh, his nephew, Bucky, and Jimmy. That's true. Gotta love Rudy Ray for that. All right, everybody. Now it's the time. The grand opening, the grand reopening of Dolanite, Dolomite's total experience. So we got a fucking band playing. They got the fucking James Brown hair. Pants up to their nipples. No uh, shirt on underneath it. All I thought about was Mike for these scenes. I was just like, oh, my God. This is James Brown influence everywhere. And so many things were off with this scene. Okay. Um. So when the band's playing, the tambourine player not hitting that tambourine at all. He brings it up like halfway, but he's a mile away. Never touches oh, it. And he's just kind of dancing and having a good time. He's Davy Jones in it. Yep. Then uh, Queen Bee comes up and says, give a big round of applause to the band. Now we're going to bring on some other lady. I don't want to rush through this if you yeah. had other things to say about it. What's well, I want to say, AEW audience, dead as fuck. These yeah. guys are fucking giving it all on stage. They're trying to support their community, too. And then they cut to a shot of just the audience, and it's just literally crickets. They're just standing yeah. there staring. They look so disinterested, but then they'll do a wide shot, and the crowd will be erupting in applause. But you can see the crowd's not moving. Yeah. No one's clapping. No yeah. one's dancing. No one's into it. And they bring some other lady on to sing. It's like we're filming a movie, people. It's right. not like it's not like Superfly in that tiny club with the live <laughs> bands playing. Everybody's right. like going along because yeah. it's like straight up live. And then so they bring another lady on to sing, and that's just not that's the other lady. Mrs. Mary Love. Come on. Okay. Right. I apologize. Uh, well, <laughs> she was no Sue Manchu. <laughs> oh, of course not. But oh my God. She, so, was, she wasn't in town. She woo! was like, she wanted to do it. She's like, Rudy, Rudy, you gave me my first chance Dude. in LA. And she's like, she's like, but you know, I'm on my world tour. I'm in fucking Iceland. Reykjavik. 
come on. She and Spider Bjork in uh, Iceland? Is mm-hmm. she Greenland? Is Iceland. she Greenland or Iceland? I think okay. she's technically, ethnically Greenland, but she grew up in Iceland. Iceland. Okay. Ooh, so, yeah, Murray, was... the Bjork expert, <laughs> yeah. she did little, not expect she's, that. Well, you see, she's got a little of that Inuit kind of look. I'm sorry. Is that yeah. offensive? I don't know if that word is no, I, I know Eskimo is offensive now. Oh, I think, I think, Inuit's, I think good. Inuit's good. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's so crazy. I, I, I knew Murray. He's, his first tattoo idea was Army of you Murray. I'm a big Sugar Cubes fan. You know that about me? Sugar Cubes? <laughs> what? What is that? You don't know that? That's Bjork's first band. I didn't know no. that. You, <laughs> know you that? really are Bjork. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I thought everybody knew that. He's sitting here in his Slayer Rain and Blood shirt, <laughs> and he's schooling us on Bjork. I've been listening to Bjork all week, and Murray's telling me about Bjork. <laughs> and then, now you need to check out the Sugar Cube. And fucking schooling me on yeah. it. <laughs> so anyway, the so starts you. to sing, and then halfway through the song, she is not mouthing the no. same words. No. The audio and her actions are not matching yes. at all. I thought this was a internet issue no, that I was wasn't. having here, especially when Rudy Ray comes out to do his bit. I was like, this isn't matching. Yeah, no, you you watch it on the uh, reasonably priced but now out of print Vinegar Syndrome yeah. Blu-ray. The VHS. I would have got it. It was too much money. The laser disc. Any version, it's all going to be out of sync. Yeah. This is just... Low, um, it's how they, it's indie how filmmaking. It's called gorilla yeah. filmmaking, people. Gorilla, yeah, indie is modern. Gorilla is old school. Okay, so Mary Love is doing her thing. Crowd totally disinterested. Sue Manchu would have killed. They would have been losing their fucking mind. A pit might have started. Dude, you got right. her up there with that fucking man playing the melodica. Do 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 do. do. Oh we my tried, god, we tried getting Sue Manchu for our wedding. And yeah. she just she was she's too big. Too much. I'm sorry. I mean, no. we, and we tried because yep. you know how tight we are with Sue Manchu. Yep. And she yeah. was like, "Sorry." She's like, "I love you guys." But what, what year no. did we say this movie came out? Seventy five. Seventy five. Seventy five. Sue Manchu is sixteen years old at this point, yeah. and she <laughs> is already t- Taylor Swift. Eat your fucking heart out. Sue Manchu has been killing it. Child prodigy. Child right. prodigy. So Willie Green and his boys walk in. And Queen Bee notices. So she goes backstage to alert Dolomite. Yeah. This is where Dolomite is like lightly working his fro with the fro pick, just lightly yeah. touching it. Very lightly. Not, not even disturbed at all. He's like, because she's like, oh my God, Willie Green's here. Shit's going to go down, Dolomite. And he's just like, let him in. Let them sit wherever they want. They're members of my community. And if they're respectful, I'll be respectful. I love, love, love Dolomite for this. He's not raising the arms. He's not being a bitch about it. He's like, I got the hottest club in town. He's trying to bring peace to the community. I have the hottest club in town. Of course, Willie Green wants to be here. He's a member of my town, my community. Of course he wants to be here. I will treat him respectfully if he treats me respectfully. Well, the best part is after this, they show another guy coming in, and I'm going to do a screen grab to send you to put on the Twitter. Okay. And his outfit, I swear he's taking the piss. Oh, yeah. Because his outfit is the, the, is dude, that what you're talking the about? most ridiculous outfit yeah. that I've ever seen. The and big I, fuzzy hat. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, everything yeah. was fuzzy. Yeah, the, the whole yeah. outfit yeah. was fuzzy, and it was so big. I love this yeah. shot. And it's be- insane that motherfuckers wore that shit back then. Yeah. I love this shot because it reminded me again of the player haters ball on the Chappelle show when all the pimps what are the walked- fuck at the fucking pimp fall and in the Mac. You had motherfuckers yeah, dressed that like too. That. Yes. And those guys were real pimps in that scene. Right. Players right. Ball. That's right. We did. Hey, yeah. guys, we did this two years ago now. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. yeah. 
We did this. We talked about all that. They were fucking straight up pants from the community that the film crew paid for to film in the community. Right, because they were because this was the, the this was the real players' ball. Right, and they were like, this is like a secret like underground like, community. It's right. It's like it's like the fucking Black Freemasons, and they fucking you know got in there. Uh, Black Freemans, you mean? I'm sorry, I'm reading Dune. Uh, uh, Dune Messiah, boring. I can't remember how many sentences I've read in the first chapter that said, and then he said, he said, he's every other sentence is he said. Too many pronouns, pal. Frank Herbert, check yourself. Queen B goes out to introduce. He's like, I know, I know everybody's here to see Dolomite. You know, the man that brought you eat out more often, and this pussy belongs to me. Are those original Rudy Ray tracks? Of course they are. Okay. But first. We need, and this is where we start padding this fucking movie. The Dolomite dancers, everybody. And then they come out and they're doing like an African kind of thing. We can see in the credits this was a local dance community that they yeah. paid for to be in their fucking movie. Great moves and everything. Great beats. All, right. all that. It's all great. Again, you see the wide shot of the crowd and they're just sitting there. Crickets. But, you know, it's fucking lively. You it's know awesome. Why? Because I think. I think Willie Green Dolomite would have done. I think Willie Green had said that that Sue Manchu was going to be there, and they're just oh pissed. no, you can't do that. You he, can't. He's do trying that. to fucking ruin Dolomite. That's the only way he can do it. Right. Exactly. That would that would get. The, that's the biggest name in the fucking country. So all right, Dolomite dancers go off. You got something to say, Mike? Nope. All right. Or, he's just looking for the perfect shot. I think. Okay. Yeah. Queen B comes out, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Dolomite. And this is where Rudy Ray Moore does his classic. I heard this live. And we're going to let you guys hear it. This is his classic routine called The Signifying Monkey. Way down in the jungle deep. The lion stepped on the signifying monkey's feet. The monkey said, motherfucker, can't you see? You're standing on my goddamn feet. The monkey lived in the jungle in an old oak tree. Bullshitting a lion every day in the week. Every day before the sun go down, that lion would kick his ass all through the jungle top. <laughs> but the monkey got wise and started using his wit. Start saying, I'm going to put a stop to this old ass chicken shit. <laughs> so he ran up on the lion the very next day. He said, oh, Mr. Lion, that's a big bad motherfucker coming your way. He's somebody that you don't know. He just broke a loose from Ringland Brother Show. Said he talked about your people in a hell of a way. He talked about your people till my hair turned gray. So, Mr. Lion, you know that ain't right. So, whenever you run up on the elephant, I want you to be ready to fight. The lion jumped up in a hell of a rage. Like a young man smoking some game. He ran up on the elephant talking to the swine. 
He said, all right, you big bad motherfucker, it's gonna be your ass or mine. The lion jumped up and made a fancy pass, but the elephant sidestepped him and knocked him dead on his ass. He fucked up his jaw, messed up his face, broke all four legs and knocked his ass out of place. They fought all night and all the next day. Somehow, the little lion managed to get away. He drug his ass back to the jungle, more dead and alive. Just to run into that little monkey and some more of his signifying child. The little monkey said, look here, partner, you don't look so swell. Look like to me you caught a whole lot of hell. Said, your eyes is red and your ass is blue. Said, I knew in the first place it wasn't shit to you. Said, I told my wife before you left, I should have whooped your ass my motherfucking self. <laughs> Shut up. Don't you roar, cause I'll jump out of this tree and whoop your dog ass some more. And don't look up here with your sucker paw case, cause I'll piss through the bark of this tree in your motherfucking face. The little monkey got happy, started jumping up in his down. His feet missed the limb and his ass hit the ground. Like a ball of lightning and a streak of white heat, that lion was on his ass with all four feet. Dust rose and tears came in the little monkey's eyes. Nothing he could see and nothing he could hear. But he knew that was the end of his bullshit and signifying career. And signifying career. And this is where the crowd finally goes wild. They right. lose their fucking right. shit. This is the first wide shot you can get because everybody is losing their mind. Everybody. Dolomite exhausted from that performance. He has to go backstage and you know get a breather. Change I, outfits. It right. almost looked like he was wearing an Elvis outfit at this point. It's got silver. It's got the yeah. fucking cape on and all that well, he's shit. Back at, he's at, back at the table like the mirror. Shirtless with a cape on his shoulders. Dude, he had a fucking leopard print cummerbund. Yes, on. he did. Gigantic cummerbund. He was like white with silver and the <laughs> giants. Yeah. So oh. he's just sitting there at the mirror, saggy boobs. Yeah. And Shy walks in and she's like, Willie Green's here. Okay. What do you want from me? Uh, well, I just want you to know he's here. He's He asked me to give you some information and this tip. What was the tip? She didn't really say anything. She just, It was basically just She really hands great. him a note. Yeah, it was a note. So Dolomite dons a new outfit, as you do. Tells this is his her, third outfit just this night. Yeah, tells her to keep it cool, baby. Get back out there. I'm going to be right behind you. I'm going to talk to Willie Green. No big deal. Much like a Michael Flatley, he comes out to greet all his people and say how they're doing. He's a man of the people. See, Michael Flatley clearly was inspired. When he knew he was going to run a fucking uh, resort, he's like, who's the best businessman available? Dolomite. I got him. Motherfucker. Dolomite motherfucker. So he modeled his resort after Dolomite's total experience. So he goes over to Willie's. And he greets him. And was like, hey, man, here's the thing. You cheated me, motherfucker. And he's like, I gave you the 50 grand, motherfucker. But the thing is, interest, brother. Two years. That's a, 
100% interest each year. 100K you owe me, baby. But here's the thing. You can give me my club back. I ain't giving the club back, motherfucker. Well, don't lose your shape. And it is shapely. Uh, here's what I'll tell you. We'll go into business together. You take care of the business, baby. I take care of the heat. I saw your act. You're fucking incredible up there. Dolomite, disgusted, just stands up. It was nice to see you people. But fuck you, man! And then walks off. Everybody <laughs> in his entourage, it was nice to see you, man. But you, point him out, Willie Grade in particular, fuck you, man. Dole walks off. Willie is furious. He's been emasculated in front of all his boys. You see, guys, everything. Guns literally ruin everything. They could settle this like, man, Willie Green got bested by Dolomite, but he can't handle it. So what does he do? He flips the table and just starts taking pot shots. And that sets off the Dolomite Dames. And they pull out their straight razors. They pull out their karate moves. Oh, my God. And all hell breaks loose. Oh. Hell breaks loose. Fight all across the fucking thing. Even the dishwasher's kicking some ass back there. <laughs> the dishwasher beats the shit out of a guy. And when he's done, someone else runs in and he beats the shit out of him too. It's incredible. He's still f- fucking cooking up food for people out front who are watching and enjoying the fight. He's got enough patty melts and shit with marble rye in the Thousand Island. What's on a patty melt? Oh, okay. Pretty fucking bold of you to start talking about sandwiches. I know, thing. right? I thought that was... What am I thinking of? What sandwich has a thousand islands dressing Isn't on? Isn't that a Reuben? Yeah, it's a Reuben! Reuben. What's well, Russian dressing so we put on a Reuben, but you, oh. can, you can put thousand islands Oh, okay. On. Anyways, we're getting, we're getting into uh, yeah, treacherous yeah, territory. We're in an hour or five right now. Yeah. So I'm going to cut that off. You can get his recipe for a Reuben on our Twitter. <laughs> So Dolomite goes back to his dressing room, conveniently turns the lights off. Right. And we start to see, and they mix up all the fighting here. They don't want to do a continuous fight because, again, we don't really have, like, a true stunt coordinator, fight coordinator. Well, like we learned with the coffee episode, there were very few black stuntmen, period. Yes. So you had had to use what you had. Right. So Willie runs back in. Blakely arrives. He goes. He's looking for Dolomite. Yeah. Willie we, Green goes into Dolomite's uh, office looking to kill him. They've already had a long, drawn-out fight by the time Blakely arrives here. Yep. And I, I learned this by my second watch through. I missed this because these scenes literally last like three seconds, and they're cutting to a woman fighting a man and all over the place. This is their version of quick cuts. But they're having this long, drawn-out fight. Willie's shooting all over the place, but it's so dark he can't see. He's missing everything. But at some point, Dolomite literally has a wound at this point where Blakely shows up. Well, Dolomite shows up for a while. That's why we turn the lights down so we can see Dolomite fight Willie Green. Yeah. So we get a lot of back and forth. We see, so you get a lot of Dolomite from behind shots because it's Dolomite. Yeah. Yeah, but they're hand, like they're going back and forth, man. It's like fucking end of blood sport and shit. Yeah, I'm waiting for fucking Willie Green to throw the salt in Dolomite's eyes. That's right. But yeah, you're right. Dolomite gets shot in the shoulder, which we know we can just brush that off. Of course. But we were showing he's not invulnerable because we we need that. Right. They have one of the most artistic scenes I've ever seen in a movie coming up here. But 
as Blakely's arriving on the scene, it's looking like Blakely has the upper hand here and is about to shoot uh, Dolomite dead. Well, not Blakely. Willie Green's going to shoot. Yeah, uh, yeah, Willie Green, excuse me. Willie Green's about to shoot Dolomite dead. Maybe this is where he gets the shoulder injury. Yeah. I don't. I thought it happened in their kung fu fight. Yeah, I don't remember when exactly he took the bullet. It's so hard to tell from the quick cuts and everything. But the point is, Dolomite has fucked up Willie Green. Willie Green's clothes are all tattered. He's bleeding profusely everywhere for some reason. And Dolomite, we just get like a shot. We're looking over Willie Green's shoulder. And then Blakely shows up, turns on the lights. Stop, Willie Green. And sh- like Dolomite goes for the five-finger gut punch. Yeah, yeah, no. Oh, boy. And where his hand goes. Like At first, it's like, oh, he gets him by the heart and Kalimaz him. And it's like, no. Right. He- and then you get an awkward cut. And then it just is a he's close just up of like, Dolomite raising his hand. He's doing the fucking Bruce Lee thing where he's like in a, like a trance. He's just staring off into space. His hands that's, all bloody. And that's the artistic shot because then he's like in this other world. Like I just killed a man with my bare hands. And then he puts it over his heart where he's right. been bleeding. And he's in a white shirt. So Jim Cornette, don't take credit for that. Right. Dolomite. Motherfucker. Yeah. Well, we're learning Dolomite invented everything. Right. Just by this one movie. I just heard Jim Cornette take credit for the white suit, yeah. bloody uh, blood of your enemy. And Dolomite, he's distraught. Like you said, he didn't want it to come to this. Right. He just wanted his club back. I ju- Dude just wanted his club back. I'm sorry, Murray. And like Blakely walks in. We see we see Willie Green cut guts like all splayed <laughs> out and shit. They went to like. Fucking some got some chitlins or some shit, just laid it on his stomach, threw some hot sauce on it. Like, yeah, that looks good. Yeah, <laughs> Blakely's like, God damn, Dolomite. And he's like, shoots fucking Willie Green's body. He's like, Don't worry, Dolomite, I cover for you. Yeah, the, get out of here. The disembowelment is totally explained by the two shots. <laughs> it's so <laughs> fascinating because then, yeah, you're like, Wait, why the fuck did you just walk in and shoot him? And Blakely turns to Dolomite and tells him. Now it's on me. You're clean, bro. So Play cuz. Cut to, hey, we haven't seen Mayor Daly lately. Yeah, you think the movie's over at this right. point. No, got no. more. Because we got to wrap it up. What happened to Daly? Well, he's having a throuple right now with his wife and... Uh, uh, chai T. Is it Chai? Yeah, it's Chai. chai. Okay. Oh, no, no, it's Pinky. Is it Pinky? It's Pinky. It's 1,000%. Well, she's back in the fold, so it could okay. be Pinky. It's 1,000% Pinky. And he gets a call as he's just going, ah, and it's Mitchell. It's literally Danny DeVito and all of his sex scenes in Always Sunny in Philadelphia. His hair is insane. He's crawling out gremlin style, naked as fuck. Yeah, this guy's going full method. I don't want to see this. He's like <laughs> rolling around naked. We talked last week about But almost- he has his socks on. We- <laughs> oh, my God. I No, you don't want to have socks on for these types of interactions. Yeah. I have learned. Uh, not... Never mind. Uh, <laughs> Did you build up a static discharge? Dude, you get. Did, is my hair standing up? I just took my hat No, I'm talking, talking about, about when you're socks. wearing socks. Oh, no. You just. Yeah. Sock, well, it's like sex in the champagne room. You just don't wear socks during coitus, is what I've learned. Yeah. Even okay. on a cold night, you just don't wear it's socks. Not, it's not a good look. We've learned this from Rex long ago on uh, Steel Champions, Champions of Steel. Do you remember what Legion the movie Legion of Steel. Legion of Steel. We learned. Rapists wear socks during coitus. Right. Nobody else. Or, yeah, we're 70s porn stars. So it's Mitchell. 
And he's like, holy shit, I'm not the fucking club. Willie Green and his boys are dead. What do you mean, Willie Green and the boys are dead? <laughs> I wanted, you did it so right. He was so annoyed, but he still talks like a gremlin. And he's, then, he's just uh, total scumbag. Uh, did you get that Dolomite flow? Did no, he that, got away. Finish him off. Get that black bastard. <laughs> So he gets up in his fucking, just his socks. Like, this guy's going for it. I give it that much. We yeah. talked last week about how we almost saw Jim Brown's dick. We saw, like, uh, his bush and everything and maybe a little bit They of did not make lenses wide enough to capture that whole thing, though. No, no, they did not. No. Uh, but, yeah, when when uh, Daly is getting out of bed here, it's like, if you have the laser disc version, I don't. I just watched this on Mike's Plex. And Mike has a beautiful Vinegar Syndrome Blu-ray version of this. Very reasonably priced when it was in print. Uh, yeah. I'd go that far. <laughs> and so it's like, I didn't slow it down. I didn't do any of that. But yeah, there's definitely frames where you can see this guy's full-on dick. It's not impressive. Even though he was just toiling around in bed with two naked women, his wife and the beautiful uh, well, Pinky. Not to sidebar here, but after listening to the uh, award, we're making great time. Award-winning so. slaughter episode from last week. Thank you. Um, actors always say they don't get hard-ons during those scenes because it's awkward as fuck. Yeah, I everyone's believe everyone's just standing there watching oh, yeah. you. Yeah, so you're just like, Ugh. but I mean, it's Jim Brown. So like, <laughs> <laughs> you're bringing this back to Jim Brown's dick. Yeah. Okay. Because you were talking about it with the slaughter. Yeah. So oh, like we weren't all, saying that we didn't see it was a right. Like all just... powerful businessmen, he has a phone in his toilet. So he goes to the toilet. He's got the stand-in shower. He's got the sauna. He's got the rich people toilet where your toilet's in its own little room in the bathroom. That's what rich people exactly. do. It was a master bedroom just fully tiled in various shower heads, shitters, and saunas. And like... Put out a hit on that Dolomite. Yeah, he's. I want him dead. He's calling up Mitchell. He's calling up Eddie. He's ca- characters we've not even been introduced into this well, movie. Racist once, Bill One. Once, racist Bill Two. That's kill. right. No, that's once right. Eddie lost that's his job weird. when uh, Rip Torn got killed, he had to find a new place. Thank no. you, Murray, for that reference. Yeah. Uh, would you like to explain it, or does everybody know it but me? Eddie, the, there was a goon named Eddie from Slaughter. Oh, that's right. Oh, god damn it! I'm supposed to know that one. And so. he's just like, he. I want to find out where that because Dolomite got shot. He went to the hospital. What's this hospital room? And uh, then just he's about. And then Pinky's like, "Did I hear Dolomite?" So she enters the room with a gun. I get, and she's just like, "He's like, oh, what did you do with my wife? She's sleeping off that, you know, good pussy eating I gave her, you know." And then. She pulls a gun on him. Don't kill me. Don't right. shoot me. You she's wearing she's wearing some drawers that cannot contain her ass. And that is a great look for her. As they're having this, like you said, don't you kill me. The wife walks in. She's like, I thought we had agreement. We did it all together or not at all. Right. Pinky just shoots her because she like goes for the gun. Shoves her into the shower <laughs> stall of this giant bathroom and shoots her dad. And that's when Daly sees his opportunity to... I can't believe you. And then he attacks her and turns into a feral rat. He tackles her to the ground and starts to strangle her. And he's just like... Ah, ah, oh, I felt, again, the awkwardness of like a nude scene. <laughs> 
Mike did so good on that. You should have done the ADR on that. You should have. You should have. <laughs> if they ever do like a full restoration, <laughs> you're going to do that. But I'm yeah. Gonna, I'm going to play him on the Broadway version. <laughs> I like if you're talking about doing a full nude scene and how awkward it is, this man strangling this woman doing that right into her nostrils. This guy, I gotta look up his IMDb now. I guess he ever do any other roles, dude. He is the Henry Silva. Wait, Harry or Henry? Henry Silva. Henry Silva of like Danny DeVito Cretins. I loved him. He was fantastic. And you know what? You're not clearly one of the good ones, but as an actor portraying a terrible white, you are incredible. Thank you. Bravo, you gremlin of a man. So he's getting ready to get out of town, so he's getting all his shit together. Blakely shows up at the place. Yes, I didn't get this scene because we're just... We're just cobbling shit at this point. Well, he's got some guards set up in the backyard. Because Blakely, like, jumps a fence or something. He just it. literally jumps a fence. He's wearing big old sunglasses, turtleneck, red. He's looking Richard Roundtree. He's looking yep. like Shaft. Jean jacket. Not leather. Jean jacket. Hey, man, I'm here for the pool party. Well, he's like, I'm here to see your boss. Well, he ain't here right now. And then he sees like him scurrying out. They is literally scurrying with yeah. like two suitcases. And they know he's FBI. And these guys are supposed to be shit. Hey, we on to you. We're going to inject you. Yeah, I'm they, so yeah, sorry. They, they, they had accents every, and they were know, awful. Like, everybody has heroin prepared. Like, because like, cause, oh, shit. Mayor Daly was Hyde Pike from, um, oh, God, what's that horror movie? <laughs> it makes sense. <laughs> oh, uh, my God. Oh, my God. Mark, keep going. Go okay. on. Look it up. up. Look so it up. So he's scurrying away to his car. They're, Somebody They're going to, like, way. shoot up Blakely. Right. They immediately know he's they FBI. Have, they happen to have a fucking syringe of heroin and ready. It's, it's never, like, a real syringe. This guy had, like, a confectioner, you know, a cake maker <laughs> syringe for sugar and frosting and shit. He's like, I got this. Taps it. You know, does the doctor thing. Make sure he gets the any kind of, like, uh... Air bubbles out of it, so he can. You're gonna kill the motherfucker, anyways. Why do you need to get the air bubbles <laughs> out of it? Said, he actually put a little swab of like alcohol <laughs> on his arm. He did. Clean yeah. arm. I gotta put the swab <laughs> on it. I mean, why do they do that when they give people lethal injection? They just do. It's well, like, no, why? you're no, Murray. I okay, I agree with it in those scenarios because you want them to die quickly. You know, the last time they they. <laughs> He, no, we're not going to get into this. Okay, go, okay. you're right, you're right. Yeah. I could talk about euthanasia yeah. all day. He played... What the fuck? <laughs> it's a line from a movie. He plays Grandpa in the 1988 classic Hack-O-Lantern, which <laughs> what? if you guys haven't seen it, <laughs> yeah. you need to see it. He plays a Satanist, and he is as grimy. I can't believe I didn't realize this was High Pike. Listeners, seek out Hack-O-Lantern. It's amazing. <laughs> I just love. See, this is why it's beautiful to know Mike Mullins in our life. Because every, it's just like, you guys don't know the classic Hack O' Lantern? Like, yeah, I'm like, no. <laughs> All right. So he pulls oh, out his God. gun, shoots I these really guys. I'm excited to watch that, knowing this guy's in it. He shoots these guys that are trying to kill him, and he gives chase with uh, uh, Daily. He so has. He. Like Daly has nine minutes on him in a car because <laughs> Daly has to chase after him after fighting two goons and heroin off of him, fight him off, 
runs down the street, takes a couple of pot shots, finds a car, then chases after. Still keeps pace with him. Right. Still keeps pace. That's because Daly, as shady as he is, he's a safe driver. He's like, I got to check my rearview mirrors, then adjust the side. <laughs> every every cut they do to him, he's making sure his glasses are on Maybe correctly. Maybe he forgot his like, booster seat or something. Maybe. Yeah, I, <laughs> I did say he's a Danny DeVito of man. <laughs> Turn signals. They made sure in this movie that you saw when people were turning, they used turn signals everybody indicate it before your turn not during your turn so <laughs> he makes it to a an airstrip he's gonna leave, leave the country right and before he can do it daily blakely comes out and <laughs> shoots him repeatedly that's right and he has a great death scene he's just flailing all over the place dies, blood spitting out of his mouth dies on the wing of his plane with the gun just dangling on his fingertip and then finally drops off as if it's the third count on a choke out we're all done right no we nope. have one more scene so we're at the hospital this is where it gets into the aw like wait it is very, this is a very overbooked uh, End. plan. Yeah. And Dolomite's worried because he's like, Blake's like, there's a hit, there's still a hit out for you, Dolomite, even though Blake, uh, Daly's dead. And he's just like, but don't worry, I have a plan set up. We're going to do a little switcheroo. It's beautiful how they have this situated, though, because he's in the hospital. But who's his nurse? Shy. I did not notice that. D- you got to notice that because literally he walks in and goes, hey, Shy, how you doing? <laughs> Blakely knew Shy somehow. Uh, Blakely's probably been a client Ooh. of Shy's. So the whole He's plan crazy. is they're going to put Dolmite in a different room. Right. That's, That's it. <laughs> That's the big. What? Are you going to leave me here to be bait? No, I'm going to put you in the other room. Oh, okay. But we're going to tell him it's this room. Yeah. The perfect plan. Wow. And sure enough. Mr. Burns, the hitman, shows up. Hello, I'm Mr. Burns. Which, of course, obviously harkens back to the Simpsons bit. And they ask, uh, "Is where would Dolomite be? I'm a friend of Mr. Dolomite. I he's in room 280-something. It's like, oh, yeah, Mr. Dolomite. But isn't that room 210? Oh, ma'am. Thank you so much. Gives her a little condescending pat on the cheek. They did a great job of this. And she sells it. She's like, she's gritting her teeth, but she's like, oh, it's so sweet. Well, black women have to do this. Like, people of color in the 70s had to do this. What do they call it? Uh, uh, By the way, coffee in the background. She's she's working a double shift. Love it. The black black multiverse. Yeah. The blackiverse. The the, the, blackiverse. Black exploitation verse. The black yeah. black exploit verse. We're, we're, we're yeah, we're working. We're, we're workshopping that. We're that. that. The BXU. Yeah. yeah. As you know, we never make it to market on time because we always fixate over the names. Uh, but yeah, no, she's in the background there. Yeah. You got Mr. Burns leaning over, and prepping they, his gun. They did such a good job of this shot because it's such a long Lynchian, just like lingering scene of him fixating every finger across her cheekbone. And then he heads over to the room. And as he's walking up to 2210, I believe, the room he was given, he's getting his gun ready. He's looking. And we see in the background, just completely shrouded in shadows and darkness, a man peep out. It's like, how did they not see this motherfucker? Right. I don't know. But they got their gun ready. He kicks the door in, opens fire on the bed. 
It's just pillows underneath just pillows. a blanket. And then Dolomite comes comes from behind him. Armin is sling. This is where it's the egregious double mint. He looks into the fucking camera. Yeah. This guy looks nothing like, exception they're black. And they don't even have the same skin tone. And he starts beating the shit out of these guys one-handed. Right. Blakely comes in and just starts killing people. Well, like, they did a good job of editing this. I mean, not good for a fight scene, but good for hiding something because it's close-ups of Rudy, Rudy Ray's face and, like, ah, doing action. You can see the sling over his shoulder. But then you're just seeing these guys flailing all over the place. Burns is in the corner with a shotgun just shooting everywhere. Then you see Blakely coming into this fray, and he finds the guy on the ground, reaches in, and grabs his gun from the guy. So he's got two pistols, and he's just firing off, shooting everybody. All the hitmen are killed. Blakely... Goes to hide, meaning he just steps out of camera range because <laughs> I don't know where the yeah. fuck he goes. Mitchell and uh, and White show up and like, got you dead to right, Dolomite. Look at all these dead bodies. Put your hand, one hand's kind of slaying everybody, on your head. You rat soup eating honky motherfuckers! And then Blakely steps out and goes, oh, actually, I think you murdered these people. I don't know what's going on with that. And then he pulled out like his FBI badge or something like that. Now we realize he's the FBI liaison. He he gave us that uh, a scene ago. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We knew he was. Uh, I wanted to say one of the good ones because he's also a black. Wow. Man. Whoa. What? Wow. What, what just happened? Well, he, I thought you were just gonna talk shit about Phil again this episode, yeah, but but. All of a sudden, God, you're no. saying a black man is one of the good no, ones. No, I'm not. I, I apologize. I'm saying we're the, not. Golden Globe series is not a podcast. We don't endorse everything that's no. said on this podcast, but, but, but we believe in the freedom of speech. I'm saying, come on. And some I, people abuse freedom of speech. We know that the uh, the police are often against the black man, so I'm saying he's one of the good police. Okay. Okay, we'll accept that. Okay. So now, two weeks later, I don't know. Don't always healed up. He's in another great Dolomite design. They're hanging outside the club. <laughs> this ending. Did you see what was Blakely wearing? He had like a the the cut of his jacket was like a bib overall. It was like a square. <laughs> he's wearing like a turtleneck, and he's wearing a jacket, and it was cut like a square in the front. It was so bizarre. It it was like a weird one of those weird, not ascots, but there's a name for Dicky is what it was. Yeah. Yeah. It's so weird. I've seen it before. It's yeah. it's fucking weird. And he's like, hey, Dolomite, it's a shame that you lost your club again. Why? What the fuck? Why did he lose his club again? Because of the shootout and the murders or something? <laughs> right. they probably you understand. Con- he says, you understand why we had to close it down. Right. I do. Roll I credits. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> like, what? What <laughs> was this ending? <laughs> yeah. But... Guys, don't worry, because we always talk about how our heroes in black exploitation movies get a song to explain their whole story. We get a spl- the song to explain the epilogue here. That's good, because I didn't get it either. Yeah, because Dolomite starts to explain, like, that's all right. I'm going to land on my two feet. I'm going to strut the street. I'm going to get along and make people chaff wheat. Wheat right on the street. No. Yeah. Griffin, yeah. St- stop. Stop while you're ahead. Yeah. People were coming around to you and yeah. you just took them back. Just wrote out. it. Yeah. I did it, wrote it a minute ago when you guys fucking halted <laughs> on me for saying that one black cop was a good cl- cop. Fuck. And you know what, Griff? 
You're one of the good ones. Thank you. You are. And you are. What? Really? Yeah. I'm getting my. And wait. Mike, as, guess, as far as guests go, you're one of the good ones, too. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And I'm fabulous. So, once well, again. You are White Dolomite. Wait, Dola White. Dola White. Excuse me. Call me that from now on. Yeah. Dola White. All right. And so, once again, another great ep- episode. Month. month of black exploitation history. I, comes to an end, and it can't get any better than that, Griff. Can oh, it? Can I, I? Can I just say something before you, you go into the ending here? In all seriousness, folks, I know that the numbers might go down for Black Exploitation History Month, but these movies are fun as hell, and you just need to watch some for yourself and enjoy these. There's so many out there. There's a great reference book that you can get by. Um, I'm gonna mess up this guy's name. I think it's Josiah Howard. Uh, for black exploitation movies, check it out. Check these movies out. Listen to these episodes; they're fun as fuck. I think the problem when you and before I was uh, privy to it by doing this uh, month for years now is that you hear black exploitation and you think it's you know white people doing movies making fun of black people or right. something like that, right? And that it when or you, you think these movies are offensive when at the when the reality is. Black people love these movies. Yeah, they're being represented and they're being shown in a heroic light. If you listen to us, we love to bring you the details. We love to talk about the undertones and everything. These movies are about like real fucking shots, real fucking places, real fucking people, and they speak. And Pam Greer, let's talk about that. And coffee, we don't. We already did that. Pam Greer went in there and made that movie what it was. So right. these movies are when not. When we talk about representation, this is what black exploitation was. Yeah, it was. You know, they were shoestring budgets. Yeah, but they had heart, and they had they wanted to see this happen. It wasn't just like studio heads being like, "We need to jam some black people in here for a reason." These were just straight up like, "Take it away, tell your story," and right. yeah, and you know, for as short as the lifespan was on black exploitation, there were a lot of movies that got put out in those few years. Yes. But I've seen, I don't even know how many in Murray. I'm sure you've watched countless. I, if you ask me right now to name three bad black exploitation movies, I don't know that I could. I know I've seen some that are not great, but I, I don't know that I've seen any that I'm just like, these were total, total turds. Right. Everything is just taken in their, it's just taken from a perspective where it's new and it's interesting as opposed to where it just goes through a stunnel, uh, a studio head or some bullshit like that. Well, it's yeah. just fun to watch. Right. So, Hollywood, if you're listening, make movies fun again. Make movies yeah. less studio driven. No more three hour epics. No just more. 90 minute fun movies. No more. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, how are we going to top Black Exploitation History Month? Well, we have to, Griff, because next week, I can't believe I'm saying this, is our 300th episode. Excuse me? Three zero zero. Yes. Oh, no. Sorry, Gerard Butler fans, we're not doing 300. Wait, oh, good. Okay. This is Magnolia. That would be going from the complete polar opposite, super black to super white. Mike, when we came up with this idea, you were there at the ground floor. Did you think 300? You think we'd be still doing this at 300? I thought you two would have gotten bored well before 300. I was thinking <laughs> 25 tops. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. We were out. But thankfully, we had a worldwide pandemic. We had nothing to do. 
Right. So we kept at it. And now we have this. We have this Golden Globe. Is, we literally have a family. We've literally had guests become friends and go on their shows. Right. And do that. Everybody check That's the notes. That's a good question. You haven't done a copying of feel yet. But, oh. but, but when we get you to do one, is there any guests we have that you would like to challenge? That would be amazing. You get Mike to do you challenge have a favorite? somebody. <sighs> we could talk off mic on that yeah. one. You didn't have someone. Yeah, I, d- I don't want to put my foot in my mouth like okay. Griff did two weeks yeah. ago. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, Phil. Think about that. We have, we've had three guests in a row. Well, we technically two because Mike's been on twice. But we're at we got three hundred. We gotta have another guest, and it's gotta be a big movie. It's gotta be a huge movie. It's gotta be a movie that'll bring all those racist fans back. Right. I tr- I, I want. I, there's I, only one black person in this movie. Okay, that helps. Right. I want a movie with broad shoulders, and I want a guest with broad shoulders, Murray. Well, if what? I'm talking three hundred, I'm thinking broad. Well, I the, can, yeah, I can be here next week. That works. Yeah. Yeah, that's Mike. Yeah. Nope. We you've done enough. You're broad, you're broad, but I'm talking, I'm talking broad. Oh, oh, you're talking like you could, can't fit in my doorway. You could set a table on the back. Of, yeah, of yeah that's desk. what I'm talking okay. about. Yeah. Of course, the movie we're talking about is one of prob- probably this this legend's biggest movie. I'm still partial to the first one. This is the sequel, Terminator Two: Judgment Day. Woo! Yeah. Bring in the heat for 300, boys. And you know when we do Terminators, we bring our own personal Terminator in the studio. Mr. Thunderlats himself, the genetic jackpot, the tan lantern. Oh, I've never heard that That's one. A, that's one of his. That's one of his. <laughs> Joe Coleman, people, is going to be in the studio, hopefully. I hope I'll be, I'll be, we didn't forget. We that's haven't talked right. to him in a while. We haven't talked to him in a while. But he was Rumble. excited when we did talk to him about Ooh, it. Oh, boy, was he. I don't know if he has another story about it. His mom, Piper, <laughs> talking about Arnold Dick on screen. I crack up anytime he's on because I think of that story. Yeah. That was such a good little tale. It's on the abandoned uh, Instagram with the fucking still of that scene with Joe commenting over it. That is something I put together to put on our Instagram that, again, I abandoned a year or two ago. All right. Well, don't abandon this because you're going to want to be here for the 300 celebration with Joe Coleman. Terminator 2. Keep it warm.